Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Please don't come around talk about that you love me, cause they love just for me. I don't want to hear that you adore me, and I all you're doing is running your mind games Don't you know that game face games So your best bet is to be straight with me So you say you wanna talk, let's talk If you won't talk, I'll walk Yeah, it's like that I got a new man, he's waiting out back Now what, what you think about that? Now when I say I'm through, I'm through Basically I'm through with you What you wanna say? I had to have it your way, had to play games Now you're begging me to stay There you go, looking pitiful Just because I let you go How you changed How you said goodbye to what's the name All it sounds like to me is new game And I was right when I thought I'd be much better off without you Had to get myself around you Cause my life was all about you So you say you wanna talk, I don't Say you wanna change, I won't Yeah, it's like that Had your chance, won't take it back Now what, what you think about that? And when I say I'm through, I'm through Basically I'm through with you what you wanna say? Had to have it your way, had to play games. Now you're begging me to stay. There you go, looking pitiful. Just because I let you go, there you go. Talking about you want me back, but sometimes it feels like that. So there you go. Talking about you miss me so, that you love me so, I let you go. Are you familiar with the musical stylings of Pink? You mean P exclamation point NK? Yes. Barely. Barely. <laughs> this is her first hit way back when, to like 2000. And uh, fun fact, she came out with this, this record, and this is one of my favorite songs of hers, and she had like this hip-hop album that her producer wanted her to do, and then like every single subsequent album after that basically was like her rebellion against this record because <laughs> it's not her <laughs> this is not her style and then she just basically rebelled against the, the record company and then she just blew up but yeah this was this was written for her and it's an awesome song I just I just it's a weird story that she kind of went came up and then she rebelled against what got her uh, started I'm now thinking I don't know anything about Pink before she flipped the I into the exclamation point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I really don't think I know anything about her. Uh, and so there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Segways are fun. Sun to Slam show. This is the podcast. Let's do it, everybody. Chris Mindell along with Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. How are you, bud? I'm doing all right. That's doing it. All right. Same, same shit. Different, different toilet. toilet, toilet. 
I like how you finished that. Uh, <laughs> Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Sons of Slam Show on the tweets. Um, we have a go home week for uh, WrestleMania Backlash, which I, I have so many things to talk about with WWE and not in a good way. Um, we have to talk about uh, Blood and Guts and, gut and Guts and Blood uh, and some things, of course, outside the ring. Let us get to it. So, out of the gate, um, Mr. Ricky Starks, a uh, member of Team Taz, has broke his neck. Neck is broke. He will be out uh, several months with a fractured neck. Um, it's reported that he has a slight fracture. Uh, it will not require surgery. Which is good. Thankfully. Uh, let's see here. So he landed awkwardly on his neck during an April 21st match against... Uh, Adam Page. Um, not confirmed that that was the the bump that did it. Uh, he seemed to be doing okay despite the terrible situation. He's doing uh, DDP yoga. Seems like that's what all the cool kids are doing. Um, all the cool cats and kittens. Cool cats and kittens. Which, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, yeah. Remember, I, I told you a couple weeks ago that we were going to do the the full marathon. Myself, Rob, and Stephanie. Yeah, we did it. Nice. We sat through six hours of. Tiger King and just it's amazing like all everything floods back <laughs> as far as memories go with watching that thing again man what a shit show <laughs> and even even now so he's so recap for anybody that's not uh, aware but you did watch Tiger King so he's now divorced from his second husband uh, while in jail hey um, hey shocker shocker <laughs> complete shock and recent though it was like March of this year like it just like happened a month ago like a month and a half ago yeah Oh yeah, we're in May now. Yeah, <laughs> so it just happened. Um, and uh, what's his name? She's uh, drawing blanks here. The owner of uh, the GW Zoo now. Uh, the Bhagavanic the Doc Antle. No, I don't know anybody that's, else. That's, that's the only one I remember. That's the other guy that uh, basically marries like fifteen different women. Um, oh, the, uh, the one with the, 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 the with the, the bandana and the, and the hat. Yes, and the, the hot babysitter. Totally um, forgot his name. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, is basically getting sued by PETA and everybody under the sun. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Lowe. There we go. There it is. That's why you're here. We complete each other's I sandwiches. totally forgot his last name, <laughs> but I remember Jeff. Anyway, uh, yeah, Tiger King. Watch it again today. Uh, and that was a complete sidetrack from uh, Ricky Starks in his neck. But um, he's doing, doing DDP yoga, and uh, uh, we hope for the best. But, yeah, he's, um, as of uh, April 21st, he, he posted on Twitter, I'm good. Thanks. Thank you, DDP yoga, for my flexibility. But, yeah, uh, slight fracture in his neck, man. It's not, not fun. Um, see, speaking of uh, AE dubs, and we will get to a bunch of that uh, off the bat uh, when we get to the ring stuff. Uh, did you know that Cody Rhodes is having a little tiff backstage? Backstage uh, shenanigans. With whom? With uh, the rest of the... Uh, the his, elite his, vice presidents? His EPs. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, apparently he's got a lot of heat with... Uh, uh, um, Omega and the Young Bucks and there are emails basically uh, reportedly going back and forth that uh, they are not happy emails and if you have noticed I'm sure you have since I still have yet to watch it but I again it's on my docket uh, he's not been on uh, BTE in a while no he hasn't he has been featured prominently on Sammy Guevara's vlog though hmm. interesting side note I don't watch Sammy's vlog mm. but it does pop up on my YouTube okay and I see him in the uh, thumbnails. 
So I just want to point that out. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I find that interesting. And also, by the way, there's there's rumors of him uh, becoming heel at some point. Where there's been rumors about that for a while, but uh, he's he's never really been a baby face. If you think about it, baby like faces a, come through one side. He comes heels come through the, <laughs> and he is the he's the ultimate tweener right now. He's in, he in, is the John Cena of AEW. The, <laughs> the only tweener. Yes, like he's 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 been allotted the only person in the entire company to be able to have that kind of entrance. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <sighs> I guess you pay your dues. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you no. You know entrance. what? There's one other tweener, and that's John Moxley. And he gets the uh, because he gets the crowd entrance. The crowd entrance, right? That's it. Which he, I mean, but uh, in all fairness, he carried that from WWE. Yes, this is true. So, uh, just, I mean, let's just be honest. Let's let's be thankful that Roman's not doing it anymore. Yes, very true. <laughs> we'll leave that for Moxley. Mox he continued to do it, and uh, speaking of which, he uh, side sidebar he changes music. He has a whole different, uh, nice new, awesome theme song. Uh, Roman, Roman Roman Reigns does, yes. yeah. So uh, away from the Shield, no no more Shield music. Uh, and that was the last part of the Shield, and the Shield is officially it. dead. Officially dead until we saw him in the rollins on smackdown and i got all giddy inside like something might happen here no oh no okay never mind <laughs> um it might still it might. might still might so you're saying there's a chance there might be a chance uh wwe nxt viewership even with two championship matches this week and a return and a return fell um i mean people don't know when returns happen but uh you know when matches happen so you knew that there was a women's championship match you knew there was going to be a cruiserweight match um and that still didn't do it. So they drew uh, the overnight average was six hundred ninety seven thousand. Um, yeah, that's uh, last week drew seven sixty one. So down by seventy. Yeah, sure. Ish, <laughs> like sixty five thousand. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So numbers went went down, even though with that with uh, those numbers in two weeks though. We do have a, a championship match, which uh, those numbers should skyrocket if uh, any indication of past numbers. They're probably still not going to be over a million. No, I, I, I doubt I don't it. see NXT going over a million for at least a couple of years. If if they stay on this trajectory, I would say it takes at least another year, year and a half. Their first night apparently drew uh, 805,000 viewers on Tuesday. Alone, yeah, the Tuesday night show. By themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, but it, but Dynamite's not doing that much better anyway, uh, without the competition. Um, they're they're three out of the four weeks have been over a million average. Uh, so the week prior, I saw AEW Dynamite pull in six hundred eighty-eight thousand viewers. Dynamite, yeah. Well, NXT brought in seven sixty-eight. Oh, because that was the that was the oh for the takeover stand. Yeah, that right? was the same oh, night so as takeover. Week. Yeah, WrestleMania week. Um. Huh. Yeah. So. Oh, we shall see. I mean, especially with Blood and Guts. I know this, this past week, Blood and Guts did a huge number. And uh, Yes, it did. There's that. Speaking of AEW, uh, Shaq is trying to convince uh, Kurt Angle to make the jump over. To, I don't know why Shaq has a, a vested interest in AEW all of a sudden. Why is Shaq... Well, it's, T, it's Turner. This is true. Why is Shaq trying to get Kurt Angle? That's my question. So apparently, he uh, Angle said that he texted him. <laughs> he said, "Angle says, quote, I'm in the best shape of my life, life, but I'm not going to wrestle. I'm done with that." Shaquille O'Neal just texted me today. <laughs> Name drop. You just you just dropped that on the floor. Picked that up. Uh, he said, "You need to come to AEW." 
I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Actually, if I did wrestle again, it would most likely be for WWE. But I'm not going to do that. AEW was always an option. I just never really considered it because I'm, t- I'm retired. I've heard the rumors. That's what they are. They're just rumors. People like to talk. They like to get excited about things. And unfortunately, that's not going to happen. And I read this while there is a tampon commercial being uh, played. That's on so funny. Tamp- I didn't want to say anything, but Tampax. that was so funny. Tampax Radiant. Also, how is it? Also, in light absorbency. Go ahead. How is it possible that? Uh, not how, but is it possible? It's still being run too. There's another that commercial. Yeah, what's with the commercials? Though? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, is it possible that if Angle comes back and he does go to AEW, it's not to wrestle again, but to manage, a la Sting? Now, see, if Taz. he would want to wrestle, WWE is not the place to go. No. As already shown by Sting and people like Christian, you can go to AEW and still wrestle and and be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, if you still want to extend your career. So I, I'm not sure why he'd want to stay with WWE. If, if that's where his loyalty lies, then, then good for him. But if he actually wants to get action in the ring, then that's not where the place to go because they'll they'll use him for one carny match and uh, as, as, as a parody kind of thing and then that, that'll be it whereas if he wants to have like you know somewhat long-term success he can make the jump over but uh i don't know yeah i don't see him wrestling I, I would say if he does return to a company outside of wwe it would be to manage somebody uh yes Ooh, here's one Please. Kurt Angle returns to Impact and manages Josh Alexander. Now, granted, I don't watch Impact. I don't know what Josh Alexander's promo work is like. You could have said any name. I would be like, sure. I yeah, just, I know. I'm not really familiar. Have you even remotely seen any highlights of Impact? Like, do you know any of the wrestlers? Oh, sure. You know that Ethan Page was yes. part of a tag team. Yes. His tag team partner with the wrestling gimmick, like the amateur wrestling gimmick? Yes. He just got the, the, the head headgear gear. and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah. He, he's the recently crowned X Division champion. Okay. So, now, like I said, I don't watch Impact at all. I tried to illegally stream uh, Rebellion because I refused to pay for it alone. (laughs) Right. And uh, come after me, I dare you. (laughs) And uh, I couldn't find it anywhere, spoiler alert, so I just went on Twitter and saw the updates. Right. But I did see that he won. Like I said, I don't know their, I don't know his promo work, but I think that would be a nice fit. Okay. Could be interesting. I, I, I'm just wondering why Angle, if he says, he says he's retired, he's not going to wrestle anymore. Um, Sting said he was retired. This is true. Never know. You never, never know. Um, looks like Becky Lynch has signed a new deal. Quietly done weeks ago. Uh, signed a new deal with WWE, <laughs> with AEW. Uh, no, with WWE. Um, Imagine. You know, <laughs> and the news. Uh, she becomes a champ, champ. AEW slash NWA women champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes. <laughs> she becomes a collector. Um, yeah, that news was actually broken uh, on Mother's Day, <laughs> uh, ironically enough. And uh, no response from her, uh, other than she had that tweet uh, right before WrestleMania. With the uh, the cryptic tweet uh, that spelled out night one, she trolled all of us. She is the new John Cena. That bitch. Um, like, where is she? She's coming out. Nope, she never came out. John Cena is known for doing that. Mm-hmm. And the the biggest one that he did was post a picture of AJ Styles right before the twenty sixteen 
Rumble? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And then everybody was like, oh, John Cena, if John Cena posted it, that means he's not coming. And then, spoiler alert, he came. He came. <laughs> Speaking of which, he's uh, reportedly supposed to be coming this Monday at Raw. Cena? Yeah. Oof. I know. Interesting. I know. Um, now, I don't want to see him on Monday. <laughs> I want to see him on Tuesday, if I'm being honest. Okay. Also, let's be honest. That would never happen. Never. No. It would never. <laughs> Vince. Vince would not let that happen. Never in life, unless he won the Royal Rumble, and then he was going to troll everybody like Edge did. Like, am I going to choose here? Am I going to choose there? And then he'll make his appearance at NXT. But I want to see Karen. I'll just put this out there. I want to see Karrion Cross end John Cena's life. No, I'm kidding. At least his career. Mm-hmm. John Cena's final match puts Karrion Cross over. That's what I want to see. That's what Karrion Cross has been has been lobbying for, okay. as well as Scarlett. That's that's money. That'd be a hell of a WrestleMania match. It would be. Um, the only thing is that, yeah, I mean, that's there. There's your, there's your appearance is that he'd have to be on NXT. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, unless he was brought over to Raw, Raw or SmackDown, then that's the only way to do it. But you imagine the the if you really want to get eyes on NXT, put him in a main event. For the for the belt, <laughs> even if he holds a belt for for a month, put him in, put him in a in a championship uh, program with Karrion Cross. Oh my god, or put him in a, in a program with Finn Balor. One one of those two would would draw, maybe maybe now more so with Finn Balor, but uh, that would be huge. That would be absolutely huge. Um, well, really quickly, yeah, Fast Nine is coming out on June twenty fifth. Perfect, somewhere around there. So let's say. Cena's going to be making an, an appearance within the next month mm-hmm. or so. Right. Within the next two months. Because, you know, he always just does have to promote his movies. No, always. Have you ever watched uh, Wipeout? No. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid funny. It's, it's not like it's really good. It's just corny and cheesy and, and seeing people get bashed in the face. Here's something really messed up. It's always funny. The only reason I wanted to see Wipeout, I didn't even know it was coming on the air again. But the only reason that I would remotely tune in to watch it is because I heard someone actually did die on that set. Really? Yeah. It's news to me. Yeah. If you look it up, everybody go home and look. Uh, you're not going to be able to find someone dying, <laughs> obviously. They're not going to release it on the internet. YouTube video but, of da- death on Wipeout. But yeah, there was a uh, on John Cena's Wipeout. Oh. Recently, well. Damn it, John. Um, I didn't think that that show was going to get put on air, but it, was, it did. Have you watched The Mandalorian? Yes. Yes, we talked about this. Yes, I have. Have you finished it? Yes. Okay, good. Have uh, I finished it? I watch it every Friday. <laughs> I, um, I still have to catch up with uh, 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 Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I haven't finished that. Ugh. Have you? you don't, yes. Oh, excuse me. I'm I sorry. watch it every I, Friday. I know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. I just, I have to, I'm, yeah, anyway. Um too busy watching uh, uh, Son of Sam on Netflix. Good God. Oh, that's amazing. That um, might be our, uh, amazing. our bump in numbers. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> just forgot a letter. <laughs> Everybody search son, uh, Sons of Sam. <laughs> I swear that's, that, that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be the right link, I swear. Sons of Sam. And you will get uh, to the show, I promise. Um I bring that up because Disney is looking to get an Emmy Award nomination for Sasha Banks' Mandalorian role. Okay. The 2021 Emmy Awards uh, is coming September 19th of this year. 
Uh, Disney sent out a blast to the committee. They listed off several people who could be up for awards, and Sasha Banks was on the list. Uh, Mercedes Vernado listed as a guest star that could get an Emmy, Emmy nom. Uh, Banks can score this nomination. It would be uh, it, w- it would be kind of epic. Uh, and uh, yeah, imagine if she gets a, even an Emmy nomination that th- th- you would never hear the end of it. Like here's your champion and Emmy nominated <laughs> um, actress. Mercedes, uh, Sasha Banks, it Mercedes will, it, will, it will be the Emmy Award winning boss time. Boss time, yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, she was good. She was really good in the role. Surprisingly good, I, I'd say, but I don't know about Emmy. <laughs> yeah, she, she was good in the role. What did she speak? Like one paragraph she total? Had, you know, she was like very... <laughs> it made no sense. So they have for lead actor, Pedro Pascal. He was, he was great. Um... Try, try to see the uh, supporting actors. I'll give you one guess actor who is who should win that role Look because at, of. But by the way, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Before Bill Burr, Bill Burr was great. <laughs> Bill Burr should absolutely yes, but, so, especially wait, because well, all of the he, shit he talked on Star Wars on all of his stand up specials. Well, there he is. I know. Bill, that's what I'm saying. That's the one person that should win it. Rosario Dawson's on the list. Uh, Mark Hamill, but he was. I mean, he yeah, it was him, but he, the, it, was, it wasn't him. Was it? It was him, but they they did the. The Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark look for his oh. face. What? I thought you were going Robert Downey Jr. Tropic Thunder look. I was like, <laughs> no way. No way they did that. He did not. <laughs> he did not go all black. Um, yeah, Carl Weathers is on the list. But surprisingly on this list, not, well, I mean, she was really good too. But after everything was said and done and she got fired from the role, but Gina Car- Carano is on the list as supporting actress. Not a good time to be a Carano. Not a good time. And if she's nominated for this role, what a shitstorm that's going to be. I th- this is this is your nerd talk, by the way. But uh, yeah. Nerd talk of the week. Nerd talk of the week. Supporting actress Gina Carano on that list as uh, for your consideration by Disney. By Disney. So you get fired, but yet you know what? You did such a good, to- a good role, a good show in that, uh, a good showing in the show. We're going to put you up for a nomination. See what they do. I mean, she did do a good job in the role. Oh, she was great. We all know this. She was great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole role was made for her by John Favreau. Like she he specifically wanted her and got her, uh, after seeing her in Deadpool and then Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious and also, the, and then she just, and other movies that we are pulls, not going to be able to fucking find right now, pulls all the bullshit and, uh, gets fired. Anyway, um, I, I just found that interesting that she's on the list, a product of cancel culture. Ah, uh, well, Product of racism and yeah. cancel culture. <laughs> it, yeah, a product it's a of mixture, her own It's racism. a mixture of the two for sure. Yes, she. I mean, yeah. she. Yes, it is cancel culture, but she lent her, herself to uh, being a victim. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen. You work for the Disney machine. You probably should know what to not say sometimes. Yeah, not, not a good look. <laughs> and uh, I digress. So yeah, Sasha Banks look, looking to get a uh, Emmy nom uh, there. Um, Last but not least, which will lead right into, unless you have something else. I got a couple things. Please. Yes. Um, so AEW was number one. Actually, we'll start with this. Hmm. AEW announced their return to touring. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, I did see that. Like Dallas and... Please. It will be at the James L. Knight Center in Miami, Florida on the 7th of July. Hmm. Then the HEB Center... In Cedar Park, Texas, on the 14th, mm. and the Curtis Colwell Center in Garland, Texas, on the 21st, all of July. And, and uh, where is Prudential Center in Newark on that list? Oh, we are so far away. Are you kidding me? Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll tell you this. 
if what I heard is true about Madison Square Garden being an actual location for SummerSlam this year, then I say we possibly get our show at the Prudential Center before the end of the year somewhere. Let's hope. Let's hope. But I'm not holding my breath on that. I'm about to take a trip down to uh, Florida just go to NXT slash AEW uh, taping. It's a far way between uh, Orlando and oh, Jacksonville. It's, it's, not a, it's not a close drive. Yeah, no, no, it's not. You're going to be on the road for a while. I know. I'm okay. aware. I'm just, aware. just so you're aware of that. <laughs> just very aware. <laughs> but yeah, pro wrestling is back. We're on the other side of this thing. And speaking of pro wrestling being back. It's over. COVID's done. That's it. Kind of. No. No. It's a lie. Uh, pro wrestling is all the way back, though. AEW was number one on all of television on Wednesday. For the first time ever. For the first time ever. SmackDown was number one on Friday on all the television. Yeah. And on Monday, Raw was number one, which <laughs> that was the most How shocking the out of hell all of them. Did that happen? That was the most shocking out of all of them. There must be nothing good on TV. <laughs> I mean, Monday nights, I guess not. There must be, especially Monday nights. But yeah, I. I Dancing with the Stars ain't on no more. Blood and. <laughs> there's that too. Blood and Guts, though. Um, not only did that get just everybody's attention wrestling wise, but it also got people's ears because of well first of all it's named blood and guts uh and people were were intrigued second of all it gave if you watch if you watch the show right in the beginning which they've never done before they gave a uh viewer discretion advised <laughs> yeah which at the beginning so you're like oh shit we're going in <laughs> this, is I thought, this is happening i thought we were gonna get a tv ma lsv and then i realized <laughs> probably no sexual content <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest episode of wrestling ever. It would be like a well, it would be like we're going back to uh, Attitude Era. <laughs> Just yeah. like we have a an R, R rated R uh, show with uh, Lita, uh, we, we see some nip and then uh, we get some blood and guts. Um, yeah. So congratulations to AEW and, and WWE. Uh, I I don't see that can't be the first time that that SmackDown's gotten for number one. No, 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 definitely not. not. What else is on a Friday? <laughs> yeah. Also, The Rock was also on SmackDown for a while, so I'm assuming back then he was probably, oh, yeah. you, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There was uh, a thing called the Attitude Era. I'm assuming that. that well, I mean, the Raw, like Raw, the, definitely not the first time for Raw either. I could look Raw up. Was I could look up right now, but uh, I know for a fact that the like the segment of uh, This Is Your Life was uh, number one for the night oh yeah as well as number one for raw of all time um yeah so raw's had number one nights smackdown yeah but AEW pulling a wednesday that was big thank you also to nxt for that because they would not have been at number one if nxt was on wednesday night wednesday night yeah they they would still be number one by a lot but i don't know if they would still pull the numbers that they pulled yeah that's true um because it's they just they break it down by demographic which i don't get 18 to 49 like how how what eighteen year old is purchasing cable? Is that how that works? Well, they when they do. Uh, so like, what what does the eighteen to forty nine thing mean? Well, when they do when they do ratings. So I don't know if they've updated this, but this is what I know. It's like all Nielsen ratings. Too, Nielsen ratings. So Nielsen will put out random boxes mm-hmm. to random homes. Boxes to random homes. Let me just try that again. And with that, it, it will mark off and, and categorize your viewing based on what you watch, when you watch it. And then it will also ask you who's in your household. Okay. Okay. 18 to 49. Okay. So that's that's how it is. So if they they see that you watched AEW on Wednesday, who watched it? My 18-year-old <laughs> just watched it. My, my 20-year-old just watched it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's how they, they 
do ratings is basically it's all based on just I didn't still think it was the old school Nielsen rating system. I'm just going I'm still going off the old school I haven't heard a change in that I I nerd out in that way anything either I nerd out in that way and finding stuff out like that but yeah so I haven't heard a change (laughs) in that so I'm still assuming that's that's the way it's done shocker Chris nerds out for being old school moving Uh, on always speaking of old school nerding out for uh, I watched the dark side of the ring the first two episodes of dark side of the ring on Brian Pillman good god and uh, I dare anyone to watch that, that those two Brian Pillman episodes, and not at least shed a tear when Brian Junior is talking about not having anyone to throw a baseball throw to, a baseball to, yeah, Jeez. throw a football to, and he's just trying to hold it in and everything. And then, especially when Brian Junior talks about having a son of his own someday, oof, I know, oof, I know. Let, let's let's talk about the episode for tear a second. at the heart. Yeah, it will tear at the heart. Let's since we're we're on that now. Dark Side of the Ring being uh, one of my favorite documentaries. Um, it's my favorite wrestling documentary. Yeah, I'd have to say, and and that's not taking away from the fact that uh, I don't know if you if you watched any of A and E's biography. Haven't of, of any of those. Um, the Savage one was really good too. And on a side note of that, uh, Eric Bischoff came out and said that he was embarrassed by that episode uh, since they they aired that or they recorded that with each person like years ago. And actually, Peter Rosenberg was on that episode too, and he said that he recorded that years ago. Um, Dan Soder too, comedian. Yeah, so uh, that was really good. Who but has nothing... one of the greatest Macho Man impersonations? If you ever Does get it... a chance, uh, go try to scowl the the depths of the internet and yeah. find him doing an impersonation of Macho Man. It's so good. ridiculously good. Dan Soder, let me check that out. Um, so biography, good, not as good as Dark Side of the Ring, but. Uh, Man, it's it's just again this is the the kind of things that you know the story of, but you don't know the other aspects of it. Like I did not know that there was a coach that he was coached by in in high school that basically became his mentor for his entire life. Yeah, I didn't know that he was well. I knew that he was a womanizer, but I didn't know that he had kids with this one woman. Ended up with this other model woman, and then the first uh, woman, who was the mother of the daughter, killed herself. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. I didn't know that. Uh, then this this other woman, who I I distinctly remember. I don't know if you were nope even remotely alive to remember this. I was alive. But don't remember. It. Vince interviewed Pillman's wife. Yes, I saw that on the. On what the episode. and I at the time I wasn't. I was probably like. It was kayfabe. We get it, you yeah, know. It like, you were, I was like 15, you were 16. naive to it. It was, yeah, yeah. So you don't understand the yeah. idea of how cringy it is until you watch it now and you're like, oh my god, Vince, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, like, she, she was like, uh, I just don't want to talk about any drugs. And the first thing she asked you is, well, did they find did any they drugs? Find any drugs? <laughs> what? And then so you see it, you see it on her face, she's like shaking her head no. She's like, good god, I can't believe you went there. Like just awful, <laughs> just awful. The the idea. And then what's his name? Um, Cornette is like Vince. What are you doing? <laughs> it's just even. Yeah. And when Cornette is saying like, "What are you doing?" You know something's wrong. Um, apparently, and also, she's, well, that's not true about Cornette. He, he's, Vince, he, I mean, Cornette says that all the time, and it's just he's just. For this, it was true. Okay, but Cornette is like. But I'm saying, oh, but I'm saying I take from him. I take that with a grain of salt every time yes, he says something. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I mean. Is that every any kind of uh, advice or anything he says. I listened to him as far as his stories since he was there, and he gets firsthand account of everything. But yeah, this the idea of of him saying it was wrong. It must be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was also like when they showed her on TV for the first time, like now, I was like oh god. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to judge, but I'm judging. 
I think she. Just I don't sm- like to judge, but I I just assumed as soon as I saw her that she did drugs. I think she smoked her own teeth. Um, well, <laughs> meth is a hell of a thing. It's a hell. <laughs> meth and cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, yeah. So just and then the accident that he had, and I I didn't know that either. I did not know that. I, I knew about the the promo that he cut with uh, the whole the whole storyline that he had with Stone Cold and the gun, mm-hmm. you know, and and USA going black, whatever. Um, I didn't know that's how he hurt his leg. I I never understood or or realized why he was in his home with a cast with his foot up on the couch. Um, you I, thought it was all gimmick. I yeah yeah I just didn't put two and two together. And that the fact that Vince wanted to have him in WWE, I don't know if it was so bad, but they had him. He, I don't think he wanted him, him in WWE. He just didn't want him in WCW because he would be such a bigger name over there. That was his whole, and as you learned, again, I didn't know that either. You learned that his end game was to go back to WCW. Yeah. And he ended up in WWE. Um, yeah. I, I just, I didn't understand why he, how he got hurt, and this explained that. Um, and the whole, the whole saga with just the amount of different kids from different moms and them all getting together because of his sister, you know. Yeah. Uh, didn't know that. So it was it's such a good episode. It's such a good documentary, man. And and this Thursday with uh, Nick Gage and his, I don't know if, if my only knowledge of Nick Gage is that he fought um, David Arquette yes. in, like a, in a death match. Yeah. And David Arquette wanted to basically prove that he, because he loves wrestling so much and he was so integral in the later years, the, the, the final years of WCW. That he wanted to get back into it, and yeah. he had this actual real life death match. He he was <laughs> doing the psycho. David Arquette was doing a uh, a movie about being a wrestler. Yes, and so what he decided to do was just to get back into it, and then he actually got back into it and stayed into it. But David Arquette, with that whole situation, he nicked like he nicked an art or, or an artery in his neck or something like that. Really, something like it's it was something so bizarre. Jeez. With a light bulb. Yeah. With a, what do you call those? Fluorescent light. Fluorescent light, yeah. That's... So, but it was only because David fucked up. Mm. Like, David moved a different way that he wasn't supposed to. Mm. So, Nick just kept on going with the match. And then David was like, he he kind of like twisted the wrong way. Oh, my God. And caught him in the wrong spot. Jeez. So, that's not on Nick Gage. That's on David Arquette. That was <laughs> the idea of hitting each other with fluorescent lights. It's not my fault. You moved the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Was you weren't right? supposed to move that way, dumbass. I- <laughs> Why'd you hit me with the with the fluorescent light? That's not the question. That's not right the now. question. Right? You moved your neck the wrong way. Um, so I'm very intrigued by the the list of and, and I'm hoping that the the season finale is the Jake Roberts. Uh, yes, his father. His father. Man, what a what a shit show. We'll get into that when I, I think each week we should just go into the the recap of all the dark side of the rings. Yeah, we will have a dark side of the ring segment. <laughs> For the next 13 more weeks. Oh, no, there's a break. I'm pretty sure they're doing a first seven, and then they're doing a last six or something like that. First seven, last seven, whatever. They're just so good, man. (laughs) It's like they're they're the best. Um, What else you got? Uh, I believe that's it. Uh, So speaking of blood, um, we had a Blood and Guts uh, Dynamite pay-per-view that, again, bittersweet, that just watching it, it was like, shit, we could have been there. We could have we could have seen this live. Um, I don't think it would have been as good though. Uh, okay, how do you figure? Well, um, first of all, 
the first hour was pre-recorded and the people in attendance had to watch it on on the big, uh, screens. On the big screen. Right. So I would have been pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been pissed for the amount. Now listen, we didn't pay no fucking 4 grand per ticket. We didn't pay no grand per ticket. Mm-hmm. But even the amount of money that we paid, I would have been like if Tony's offering refunds or getting them. <laughs> so he did offer refunds. Uh and of all the people that were there, only five of them. So you would have been the sixth person to take a refund. I would have been the sixth, and yeah. you would have been the seventh. Okay. And Steven would have been the eighth. <laughs> and I would have gone Because guess the- what? I probably would have driven. <laughs> I would have gone to the window and be like, listen, it's not me. It's him. So listen, whatever he wants to do. And I would have just kicked you right in the leg and go, shut the fuck up. We're getting our money. This is a free show. All we had to do was pay for tolls. Uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, in hindsight, yeah, I guess I would have been pissed, but I also would have been just like, I'm, I'm here, I'm in a show, and I'm around people, and I'm watching wrestling. Uh, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody talked about getting a, uh, a refund when WrestleMania did it, back in, uh, it was like WrestleMania 2, or, yeah, it was 2. Now, it, it was WrestleMania 2, and they, they, they simulcast They simulcast it. it with like three different locations. That's different. Because you know what you're getting into. <laughs> you A, you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And B, it's also live performances. It's like Live Aid. Right, right, right. right. If, so. you go, if, if you were in Wembley Stadium to watch Queen, but then the other people in Philly were just like, oh, what the fuck? We don't see Queen? Mm-hmm. We were promised Queen. Mm-hmm. But no, they knew what they were getting into. They knew that people were going to be at Wembley. People were going to be in Philly and other places that I forgot. I just remember those two for some reason. <laughs> Again, way before my time. Right. But... The whole WrestleMania 2 thing, you knew that part of it was going to be from Chicago, right. part of it was going to be from the Coliseum in L.A., and the other part was going to be from Nassau Coliseum, right? Right. So, like, you knew going into that. Yeah. With this, nobody knew. You thought you were getting a whole live pay-per-view on a Wednesday night. Right. Turns out you only got an hour's worth of a pay-per-view, and the rest you had to watch it on television. How, but how would they have pulled that off at Daly's Place if they didn't do it that way? How did they pull it off in NXT? Was that taped? When they do war games? Uh, no, but you 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 have to consider the venue. Daly's place doesn't have a roof. NXT does. They, but I saw cables. Where you know they, what I mean? Where they hold the cage up? They didn't even show like in, in the first hour. They didn't show a cage up above their heads. I know it wasn't there, so it was constructed. Yes, it was. It was probably yeah. It was already obviously there. So I'm assuming they recorded the first hour the night before. Well, the sun was out, so it might have been like the that, was the sun still out? Yeah, like the first I, hour I was like that. part of the sun was still out. I was like, I, I think I texted you guys. I was like, it's weird seeing like the sun out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was. I feel it's not completely. There is a roof. It's not a full roof, but it's 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 pretty high. There's a fan on top. Uh, okay. Like the single WrestleMania fan yeah, yeah, yeah. that was there for <laughs> WrestleMania 36? I wish they used that. So <laughs> they, they missed an opportunity with that. But I did see cables. Atta- like when you mm. see MJF and Jericho on top of the cage, you see cables. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think the moral of the story is they probably should have thought about the logistics before marketing. The only way to have done that then would have been to... Because that, that is a... Well, even a NXT. Of- NXT didn't drop the, the cage. They had the cage like ringside for war games. Oh no, they. No, I'm it's sorry, o- it's over there. It was the cage wasn't completely constructed and then dropped like a normal steel cage would have been. It was on top of the ring. Yes, and then the it came down like Flaps. a folding chair. Right, right. 
Maybe they could have done they something like that. Maybe they could have done something like that. But listen, the, the idea of having like twenty five or yeah twenty five hundred people and giving back money for five people, I think they they they. Oh yeah. If they, it was if it was they walked away. Right. Yeah. No, they were. Yeah. The AEW. Well, they were fine with that. <laughs> if, yeah. if it was Tony laughed all the way to the bank. If it was like two thousand people, if like you know ninety percent of the people in the in the audience were like, "No, I, I want my shit back," I'm sure they'd be like, "You know what? Next time we should uh, <laughs> we should probably uh, think about this. Just have it there. <laughs> we'll just have it there." So, blood and guts. Uh, spoiler alert: there were no guts. So I was a little disappointed. Um, we had our kickoff match with uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Nakazawa taking on John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. And it was like just a couple minutes into the match, Omega basically just leaves Nakazawa <laughs> to to fend for himself. Um, I I I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I just I, you know he's Omega is, and you, this is not be the first time you see him in in the night. But uh, him playing he the pricky heel is is perfect. And you know take take your lackey and get his ass kicked. Even though Nakazawa put up a slight a slight fight. Um. Uh, Okay, he didn't come out with the other titles, right? He came out with just the AEW title. He came out with the AEW title, and then later on in the night, he had like all four. All right, so I heard uh, around Nakazawa's waist. <laughs> exactly, I heard Billy Ray talk about this, and I completely agree. You're you're gonna be this belt collect, belt collector gimmick, like this is your thing. What he did later on in the night was an absolute disgrace to those other titles. Okay. You're not holding the titles. Oh, right, right. You're having your lackey hold the hold titles. The belts, do right. I do I see where Kenny was coming from, being this almighty being, and having his lackey hold the titles? Yeah, I get it. Mm. But that puts those titles at a lower pedestal, and then it begs the question, why are you going after those titles if you just want to have your buddy hold them? Now, if... He came out later on in the night, which actually I'm pretty sure that segment went over time, and they had to cut part of Blood and Guts down. Hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. If you came out with all those titles, well, also, be, well, we'll get to it too, because Miro came out in that same segment. But exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Which I, that that second hour was supposed to be dedicated directly to Blood and Guts, mm. and then only like 50 minutes of it was actually that. But we still got a crazy match. We did. If you came out with all those titles and then said, you know, uh, all these, all this gold is too is getting heavy on my shoulders or something like that. And mm -hmm. then you go knock, hold this. And then you have them hold all the titles. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been a better way to not diminish right, right. the titles that you are holding. Them to initially come out. Have them. You still have the AEW title around your waist. You hold all the other titles. The TNA title is just a prop. We know that. Yeah. It's really just for him to have a fourth belt. Yeah, it really is. That's it. Which it says says nothing. I mean, it says a lot about TNA. But yeah, go ahead. Well, TNA's dead. Well, Impact. It's Impact. Impact yeah. And Impact had their own world title, mm. which and Moose just brought back that title just to be like, I want a it's title. Belt, right. So it's it's it's. I think it was, it wasn't good, and this match, was a good match, but there were things in it where like. Logistically, as pro wrestling fans, you go, well, if he uses his lanyard, isn't that a disqualification? But it's like, no, because AEW doesn't want to have all DQ finishes. Right. Same thing with the Cody match later on, mm. which we'll get to in a couple we'll minutes. We'll get to it in a second here. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Moxley and Kingston get the win, but then uh, Young Bucks come out and uh, they basically just beat the shit out of <laughs> out of Kingston and Moxley. And if you watch BTE, you know why Matt was dressed in Hawaiian clothes. Why was he dressed in Hawaiian clothes? Because uh, he read the memo wrong and they were going after biker gang. Like they were doing biker gang gimmick instead of Hawaiian clothes gimmick. <laughs> It was that almost at the beginning of it, I think. Yeah, very funny. Um, yeah, so, uh, and then, and then uh, Double or Nothing announced for Sunday, May thirtieth. Uh, it seems very close. And oh, by the way, so they are, and we'll we'll get to uh, the review for Dynamite for tonight. But I think they're they're live tonight, and then they're taping for next week, mm-hmm. and then they're going to basically focus on uh, Double or Nothing uh, coming up in the week after. Yes, but it's like it's. Uh, Really, nothing as far as lead up to this. Like you know, their WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I, I guess. Just feel like it would be more more time and uh, focused on this. Um, they, they probably put too much time in focusing on Kenny winning other belts, <laughs> and then not carrying them in, in other organizations. Uh, see, and and now we come full circle to my argument, my myself slash Booker T, <laughs> as far as uh, Omega. And the idea of having to just go over there just to be a collector of belts, yeah, like it's just the point. The point being is that again, we, as we just said, Impact it looks like shit now. Um, but he, it, I, I didn't even think about that until you just said it. Now the idea of somebody else holding the belts is is disrespectful, and so well, it, to have someone's lackey hold those belts is disrespectful. So if anybody else held the belts, it would be disrespectful. If anybody else that didn't win the actual belt. Yeah, it's holding the belt, right? <laughs> exactly. Like right. It, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, yeah, so it would be disrespectful if the Young Bucks had their belts around their waist, their tag belts, but then had they each had a belt of Omegas on their shoulders. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let me say it. Okay. All right. I never even thought about See, that. But look, if you look back at Young Bucks in New Japan when they were doing their whole you know belt collector gimmick... Mm-hmm. They wore all those title belts themselves. Right. They had two around their waist and one on each shoulder, and then like one around their neck and one around you each ankle. Or you some never shit saw like you never saw Kurt Angle give their give his belt to some of the yeah people. exactly. Yeah. So Bobby Lashley too. Yeah, that's right. You never saw any of them do that. Never. Uh, we had a grudge match with uh, QT Marshall taking on Cody Rhodes. QT Marshall. Marshall. Um, Marshall uh, got his ass kicked a little bit by Arn Anderson at the beginning of the match before he. Uh, he got uh, reamed and and taken out. Should have been a DQ. That should have been a DQ. Yeah. That should have been a DQ. Yeah. Another thing at the but, beginning of the match. But Tony Khan, yes, exactly. At the beginning of the match, Cody took off his belt and went to go whip QT, QT with it. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Remsburg, being the consummate professional that he is, <laughs> uh-huh. took it away from Cody. Right, and he was mad. <laughs> and he was mad. Yeah. Now, as soon as both Cody and Bryce turn around. QT has his belt off and whips Cody with it. Disqualification. And and Bryce saw that. Yeah, and Bryce saw that. Yeah. Pretty simple. It is a grudge match, though. It is a grudge match, I agree. But pretty simple booking right there. You just wait until Bryce's Bryce's head's turned. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not that hard to do. Right. <laughs> and it makes the referees look weak. But, maybe, but see, that's the, the, I think the out is that since it's a grudge match, that you can get away with that kind of thing, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm trying to justify it. Um, 
I'm trying to think, see the trying to find the the big point of the match here. Uh, QC looks really good, by the way. I, let me just point that out and uh, make a point of that that he looked really good in this matching, and Cody s- sold a lot to him. Um, uh, there was a point though where let's see here. Do 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 do. Oh, that's what I was going for. The reversing of the tombstone pile drivers, like every. Like there's like five or six of them. Yes. Now <laughs> um, I'm also very glad that the Undertaker's not wrestling anymore, mm-hmm. because this totally diminished the Tombstone Pile Driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not the flips, but the kick out of the Tombstone. Right, right. Right. Now, obviously, it's Undertaker's finisher. It's not Cody Rhodes's finisher. Mm-hmm. The super. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Sweet Chin Music was Shawn Michaels' thing. Yes. But everybody does a super kick. Right, so it's not a finisher anymore. So it's not a finisher anymore. It's Shawn Michaels' finisher, though. It's Shawn Michaels' finisher. Right. But it's like, it's. I guess I guess I'm thinking too much into, quote, protecting the business. Mm-hmm. But I just think those things are like, why would they have... Oh, people have been saying that for years. Like, Dolph Ziggler does it all the time. And the crossroads. Adam Cole. Cody's actual finisher. Uh, QT kicked out of it. Yeah, no. Why wouldn't you protect something like that? Your top, your top guy, essentially. One of your top guys. Yeah. Why wouldn't you protect that finisher? Because I I hear you with that, but because he wants to be like Ric Flair and finish everybody with a figure. Well, fire. I was gonna say, but th- when you have big matches like this, where this this was a pay per view, when you have big matches in a pay per view setting or a WrestleMania kind of thought, then its finishers are like one step down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like, it's not the same. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same potency as when it's a regular match, but because it's a it's a big match, it it, it can get kicked out of uh, to extend the match and for it to keep, continue going. But yeah, for some reason, I don't know why Cody Rhodes all of a sudden now he's putting on the figure four as if that's like his his main move. But anyway, that was that's how he finished the match and QT uh, tapped out. Uh, the big moment though at the end though was uh, Cody celebrating and Mr. Anthony Agogo comes in and that right hand man is. Right in the stomach of Cody, and he knocks him out. Yeah, and then he drapes uh, the Union Jack over, over. Is that what that's called? That flag is a Union Jack. Yeah. Okay, yeah, hmm. um, yeah. I mean, it's a, that's a, a go go is going to be a star, a star. Yep. Like he is definitely the the factory, whatever the name of is, the Nightmare Factory. It's just a factory. Okay, he's going to break out of that and be. Yeah. Like, he's going to be the rock of that nation of domination. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and pull out of that hard. And QT is such Phrasing. a Farouk. He really is. <laughs> QT is the Farouk. He's definitely going to take over and uh, see, see QT and uh, the Nightmare family back uh, back in that yeah. fold anytime soon here. Um, see QT and someone who has... Ooh, QT and, and uh, 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 Hangman do a APA-type gimmick in, in 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It all comes full circle. Uh, oh, jeez. Ethan Page, the entire night was just great. Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky are getting interviewed by Alex Marvez. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, Darby Allen comes out of nowhere and basically starts kicking kicking the both of their asses. At one point, he goes up. They have a, in the very top level of uh, Daly's place uh, on that, that scaffold, not scaffold, on that top level mm-hmm. uh, platform. Um, basically, at that point, you can just walk down the stairs to go to your seats there's like a ladder that's going up to like the lighting area. Yeah. He climbs that ladder and he does like a coffin drop yeah. onto, uh, I believe that was Scorpio Sky. Um, yes. And then at, at that point, he's uh, he gets caught up by Ethan Page. The two of them kick 
Darby Allen's ass and then throw Darby Allen down the stairs. Classic wrestling spot. Concrete stairs. Yeah, that was a little worrying. He legit hurt his shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Darby Allen did. So there's that. So don't expect, although I think he might have a match tonight. He does. He actually has a <laughs> uh, TNT championship match tonight. He, is he has to defend it against Miro. And against Miro. <laughs> he is a, he's a psych. Is that tonight or I thought it was next week? No, that's tonight. And if psycho. Miro does not win that match, I think you've completely fucked up the Miro thing. He should win the belt. He should. I think that, now that you say that, I think that was his, that's his out to lose the, the belt. Yeah, to Miro tonight. That was a hell of a bump, though. I mean, oh my god, it was crazy. He it would look like he would know how to take a bump. Like I'm sure he's done that a <laughs> hundred times. But yeah, he apparently hurt his shoulder like legit. So that match tonight, I I could see him using that as an excuse and or in the storyline using it as an excuse and Miro loses. Yeah. Um, Britt Baker proving that she's uh once again number one ranked and uh, she takes on Julia Hart in a, in a complete squash match. Hart not from Calgary. Ah, but Jay, I would love to take credit for that, but Jr. said that. Got it. Not from Calgary. That <laughs> she um, did. That's right. Uh, with Rebel I, again. Rebel is uh, not Reba. Uh, her her social, by the way, is a complete sidebar. Her social media uh, postings, man, she is fire. She, she is downgrading herself. Uh, I guess I, I want to say on purpose mm. next to next to Britt Baker. Yes, like toning herself down. Yes. But by herself, oh my god! Yeah, she is a stunner. It's the cheerleader effect. <laughs> but if she, what movie is that from? Hall Pass. Yes, <laughs> she's surrounded. She's a five, surrounded by self with a bunch of threes. How this way, you, when you look at it, you're like, oh my god! How I met your mother did the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, but if she, if I'm saying Rebel, looked the way she posts on on like Twitter and and Instagram, like next to Britt Baker, I I don't know. She would give Britt a, a run for her money. Um. So the complete squash with that did the lockjaw and took out Julia Hart. Um, see, Taz had a, a technique segment where uh, breaking down Christian Cage is. Uh, I do kind of enjoy those. It's, it's just funny. It, it does bring a little bit of uh, relevant, not relevancy, realness. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Realness. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimacy. There, there we go. That's a word. <laughs> There's another word. Uh, then we had the four way tag team eliminator match. Uh, with uh, SCU, number one, taking on number two, Jurassic Express, taking on number three, uh, Varsity Blondes, taking on number four, The Acclaimed. And before you get to your part, which I know you're, what you're about to get to, mm-hmm. um, I actually had Lisa, when she came she came over during this this match, and I'm like, see that guy in the uh, the weird uh, uh, green trunks? And uh, I, I'm not looking at the trunks, but I'm just trying to point them out to you. Uh, and the curly hair. Yeah, that's Luke Perry's son. And she's like, oh, my God, it looks just like him. Anyway, yeah. Brown trunks, I'm pretty sure. Were like, they green? The greenest brownish. Were they, yeah, yeah. Right, they might like, have been. Like puke brown. Yeah, got yeah. They're supposed to resemble, I guess, a leaf. Yes, this is true. <laughs> the Jungle Boy, <laughs> Boy kind of, I guess. Get it. So the acclaim came out last. Yes. Anthony Bowens and Platinum Max Caster. Max Caster. And Max Caster, God bless him, man. He dropped bars on everybody in the ring. Please, without any further ado, Joe... Yeah, I wrote these down because I needed to get to every single point. So, I, I, I originally just wrote down the dark side of the ring line, but yeah. I, the whole fucking thing was absolute flames. It I, was amazing. I wish I knew this was happening because I would have had the beat behind it and I would have played it for you. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I'll go acapella. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, and I quote, It's the acclaim, two sexy kids, about to make Daniels quit the wrestling biz. 
Varsity Blondes, you're a temporary thing. In 10 years, you'll be on Dark Side of the Ring. Ah. Oh, I got chills. It's sidebar. Uh. Speaking of Dark Side of the Ring, Brian Pillman wore his dad's trunks at that match. Junior wore his dad's Jun- trunks. Yeah. Junior wore his dad's trunks at yes. that match. Yes. He goes, Jungle, I'll slap you like John Stossel. Luchasaurus, <laughs> I'm going to turn you to a fossil. <laughs> Acclaimed is up. We're going to take those belts. <laughs> We're going to take tag belts off those two young cucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said it. He said cucks on national television. Uh, not bleeped. And he said, yeah, I said it. Um, man. <laughs> he's, he's definitely amazing on the mic. Um, with, uh, with that being said, and you called it. And let me get to my thing here. And shit, this is for you. Bitch, you guessed it. You was right. Yeah, yeah. Because without it, with uh, your call of the winner, uh, I guess it had to be done, right? Because if they lost, they were going to uh, break themselves up. That was just an easy thing to call, though. I guess. I feel yeah. like everybody saw that one coming. Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, but SCU took the win. And so tonight, 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 they take on Young Bucks. Yep, tonight belts. will be the SCU's last, last, last tag match ever. Yeah, this is it. Yep. This is it. I think uh, Kazarian just going to go single and... Uh, Maybe you have uh, Daniels as a manager? I don't, I don't know. Or is Daniels done? Uh, Daniels might be done because mm-hmm. he is the, I think he's the head of talent relations for AEW. Is he now? Something like that. He does have a, a very predominant backstage role. But what I'm going to say is that it's going to be, uh, he might make, not make, but uh, Kazarian might try to go into a storyline with Sky. And Ethan Page, oh. to try to have Sky turn face and re, I guess kind of rejoin SCU. Mm-hmm. Either that or Kazarian's going to try to make a, a singles run, which I mean he is a an accomplished singles wrestler, but I don't remember a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I don't think I've ever seen. Well, I did him versus Christian Cage, but Impact. I know that. I'm just saying. I'm... <laughs> he he did have a solid run in Impact. But, I mean, mostly people know Frankie Kazarian as part of the addiction and, and then later SCU. SCU. And he did have long hair at one point, which is <laughs> a weird thing to look at if you ever so, see pictures. So weird. Um, and then this is where Shivani interviews uh, Omega, and this is where it kind of went long uh, with the interview. But the idea is to have Omega out there because Shivani's going to tell him that at uh, this, this week, <laughs> uh, tonight actually, this is going to be a Eliminator match with, with uh, Pac taking on Orange Cassidy, and the winner is going to face Kenny Omega at double or nothing. Guess who my money is on? <laughs> freshly squeezed. Uh, freshly squeezed. Yeah. So Omega is basically like, okay, giving it with an amazing promo, despite the, the sidebar of the, the belts situation that we just talked about. Uh-huh. Um expecting that pack is going to win <laughs> and it's like oh yeah so when i face pack this is blah, blah 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 cassidy comes out and he's still just going in on pack <laughs> like this is my opponent yeah. this is what's going to happen and but no respect to cassidy whatsoever um and he said so in his face he, he basically did say uh the only thing championship material about you is something you've ripped off from me that was my my favorite part of that you'll never take this title but you have taken my valuable time orange and thus 
I'm taking these sunglasses from you. And he put, took them off and put them on Nakazawa. Again, why did he have to put it on Nakazawa? Why couldn't he put it on himself? No respect. Fully emerge the cleaner gimmick. No respect. And put the Ray-Bans on himself. Yeah, but just the, the lack First of, of all, lack respect. what kind of, I, I get that, sidebar, mm -hmm. what kind of Ray-Bans cost $1,000 or whatever he said? Yeah, it's, unless they're made out of pure gold, I don't know. Right? Unless they're actually were touched by the hands of God. I don't see any Ray-Bans being $1,000. <laughs> there might be a little more than $1,000 if that was the case. Uh, yeah, just no respect for Cassidy. So expect Cassidy to win tonight, and therefore we're going to have a, a title match with Cassidy at double or nothing. I don't expect him to win at double or nothing. It would be amazing if he did, but... Uh, it. Uh, it it would be the heist of the century. It would be the heist of the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Screw absolutely. Michael Cole calling that for 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 Seth Rollins. Mm. The heist of the century would be if Orange Cassidy were to win, to win the, belt the AEW win. title from Kenny Omega. <sighs> and listen, that would free up Kenny Omega to go work for Impact with his buddies, the Good Brothers. There you go. <laughs> Maybe it might happen. You never know. There you go. <laughs> but it seems like the Good Brothers seem to be working more with uh, the AEW than they are with uh, Impact. Yes. Um not surprising. So that so that that segment was over, and the Giovanni is is standing there, and Miro comes out, and Miro is going to have a title shot with, uh, as we mentioned before, with Darby Allen for the TNT Championship uh, tonight, and Miro, in cutting one of the best promos I've seen him do, yes, uh, said a quote: "I told the world that nobody is going to distract my destiny. I warned the locker room that if you got a title, I've got a problem with you. I have a contract here." On the next dynamite, and then Shivani was pointing out in the contract that it says if Darby Allen can't compete, that he forfeits. And he's like, "No, no, no, no I don't want that shit. <laughs> I don't want that." He basically like that. That seemed like a like a off script kind of thing. I don't want that. And then he said, "Darby Allen, I'm coming for you and the TNT title in seven days. The world will find out what happens when the man who doesn't mind dying meets the man who doesn't mind killing him." What? <laughs> but see, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah, hit the hit the Funkmaster flex. Uh, <laughs> This is what I'm talking about. Why couldn't he do this in WWE? Because WWE is shit. I know. But look at what look at the potential he has. I know. It's unbelievable. I know. They, and he had a hot ass wife with him. I know. Jesus. He, he could have been he, he dropped the ball on that. He could have he could have been the like original carrying cross. Yes. You know, with, but less goth. More with, Hollywood, with, less goth. More Hollywood. And they just wanted him to be the the brutish they wanted foreigner. him to be the next uh, they do that uh, Nikita with, Koloff. They, they, right. They do that with all the foreign uh, wrestlers uh, as far as... A, Anybody a heel, with an accent. Anybody with an accent that's big, heel, you're going to have an accent, yeah. you're going to be a bad guy, and go. Uh, don't like get, that Jabroni, the, the Iron Sheik. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I crush you. Um, yeah. Which is funny because he also does do the... What is it? The camel... Oh, yeah, the camel clutch. There we go. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Words. I don't know why I wanted to say crutch. That didn't make any sense. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, that was a hell of a line. I don't mind. I mean, the man who's, uh, who doesn't mind killing him. Just amazing. Uh, so that is tonight. And then we get to Blood and Guts. Two wrestling rings covered by one giant cage. And this is Blood and Guts. Um, so as we mentioned last week, it's basically it's, it was to the T war games. Like it, it wasn't it like any different <laughs> other than the fact that um, uh, this one actually ended up outside of the ring. Uh, as opposed to uh, well, on top of the ring, on top of the ring, yes, outside, yeah. on top. So um, it was a mixture of war games and Hell in a Cell. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so two, yeah, two men started, five minutes, another man answers. Pinnacle had the advantage, and then just kept going back and forth after uh, uh, every. It, was, it seemed like it didn't seem like five minutes after that, but anyway. Um, 
the this is not a match this is something else entirely very good point excalibur yeah, excalibur this guy um match would be obvious so <laughs> sammy and dax started the match and uh my my one of my favorite moves of the night was uh sam it was at sammy and uh later on in the match when um spears came out uh came into the ring and and uh Gravara did they they jumped from one rope to the other rope in the ring and then they did that like somersault. Yes. Um even know what what's even called that. But uh well when he flipped when, when like spring- I think that was the beginning of the match when when Sammy uh did the flip over to go attack Dax. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was that that uh that move. There was the the move where Ortiz was in the ring and uh it was either it was I think it was Dax, uh, oh no, it was Cash, threw him into or both of them <laughs> threw him into the uh, the cage mm-hmm. and the space between the cage and the ring he fell right in between. Yeah, that he, wasn't supposed to happen. Not supposed to happen. <laughs> he fell on the floor and that happened twice. Santana and Ortiz, ironically, yeah. both both did that. But that with ball. Santana, there was a chair underneath there, so he actually I just heard Jericho talk about this. Hit the chair. He hit the chair and he actually messed up his back. Like he had trouble walking later on that day. Uh, Santana. Santana. Yeah. Yeah. So he he yeah, he got legit hurt with that. Um you can also see Dax take out the blade when he was on the apron. Uh from his from his wrist to to take out the the ring, right? No, 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 no. no. Oh, to, to blade. In the very beginning of the match when Dax first got cut open. Yeah. You could see him reach into it. Like, you know, right, right, right. everybody knows the blade spot when you talk about wrestling. Right, it's wrist, it's right. always on underneath your uh, your tape. The tape on the wrist, which I always again not again, but I always found I weird that you put it right there. Why would you put a blade? Where else at, are you gonna hide it? On your wrist? Like that's that's where you cut yourself. That's very true. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean if you want to, you know, to kill yourself, do, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like an odd, bad spot to put that in. I also need to give Bully Ray a, a little bit more credit. He had said that he uh, he didn't think th- there was no need. I'll, I'll agree with him on this. There was no need for cash and Dax, and everybody else in that fucking match to bleed, like to blade themselves. Right. There was no need for them to do that. The one person you need to have make sure you got all bloodied was MJF. Mm-hmm. Especially being like that spot at the end of the night where he says, thank you, right after he pushed him off. That was the spot you needed with him all bloodied and everything. Mm-hmm. You didn't really need to have, especially so early. There was just two people in the match. And Dax is uh, gushing blood. Yeah, out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. Also, I wanted to point this out earlier in that earlier in the night. Leave it to Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. to be the first one to bleed on a pay per view called Blood and Guts. <laughs> I know, like you just couldn't wait. You couldn't have them have their glory at the end of the night. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, you had to be involved somehow. Um, so let, let's fast forward to uh, to the end here. So everybody's in the ring. There was a point where. There was a well, two things. There was a point where the top rope in one of the rings um, gets completely destroyed and is off. So the, there's no top rope in the corner of one of the rings, and then in the opposite corner of that same ring, the one that was if you yeah they, the they pulled the nexus and they took up the ring. they took up the right uh, they, exposed they the pulled, plywood right they exposed the plywood, and then Santana Ortiz had um, had uh, uh, Harwood and uh, Wheeler Wheeler. Thank you. Uh, basically, in like a, a pile driver mode, Sammy Guevara jumps on the top rope and piles them down into the the plywood, which is their gimmick. That's, right? Yeah, that's what they do. They just put put that on them. Um, 
And then at the very end of the match, we have uh, Jericho and MJF end up on the top of the cage. Now yes. let's talk about the spot. So first of all, in listening to Jericho, first off, that wasn't supposed to be him. They initially were supposed to have uh, Santana and Ortiz do that. And then they wanted to have Guevara do it. And then they were all like, well, you as the leader should probably take this bomb. Oh, so, I'll be honest. I haven't finished that episode. I still got 15 minutes left. So that's that's where, yeah. I thought you were talking about the surrender. No, no, no I'm talking about the actual toss. Be, be, oh, the one I heard him say that the, the surrender was supposed to be Santana and Ortiz. But okay, because uh, Sammy being the, they want to push Sammy, I guess, is the, the real baby face of the group. Mm. They decided to have Sammy do it. Right. Which worked. It worked out with that. Um, they were destroying each other on top of the cage. And then the threat of, uh, after Jericho was getting his ass kicked by MJF, the threat of Jericho getting tossed off the top of the cage made Gravara basically surrender. And he said, I'll do it if you don't surrender. And he did. Yeah. Which makes um, sense because the, leading up to it, the, the inner circle kept on saying, you're going to need to kill us. Right. In order for us to surrender. Right. And MJF so, did threaten to kill him, so, the so they surrender. The it, of, it makes sense. The threat of death happened there. Uh, I will say, though, that this this harkens back to just a couple months ago when WWE did it first. Where it was a Hell in a Cell 2020. And Roman Reigns took on uh, Jey Uso. And it was a I Quit match. And he wasn't going to tap out until Jimmy came in. To make the save for, mm, for okay. Jay, I didn't put that together. And then Reigns was like, "No, you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop." And then he put he put Jimmy in like this chokehold, and then Jimmy uh, uh, said, "I quit." Yeah, that's a good point. They did so, do it first, so they they kind of did it first. Anyway, I was thinking more of the Rikishi bump onto the onto the truck. Yeah, well, filled with dirt. See, not, okay, let's let's talk about that because I didn't think about that. So, okay, so anyway, we'll put a bookmark on that. So. MJF said he was going to toss him, toss Jericho over. Guevara said, "I quit." Match was over. Then MJF's whispering, doing all, the, all those you know, wrestling, you know, chatter bullshit. Then proceeds to pull McFoley and toss him off the cage onto the ramp below. Mm-hmm. He falls in a very impressive way onto the ramp, and whoever. Constructed it. Constructed it. Well, not even the construction. The construction mm-hmm. was 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 okay. It was more so the camera angle. Yes. If the camera angle was better, did you also listen to Busted Open this week? I did not. Oh, because is that what they they went in on? Oh, Billy, Billy, Bully. Oof. Yeah. He dissected all of this match perfectly. See, but a lot of people have said as far as the angle, I'm watching it too. Like they could have, if he fell off the the whole point being is that it looked bad. So if you didn't watch it, it just it looked bad in that he fell and it just looked like. They they AEW has is now notorious for doing this in that they will have these constructions where you they fall they do the bumps, and it's just like Guevara did in um, uh, the Stampede match. Yes, where you fall into this black carpet not carpet but black tarped area that's obviously it's covering cardboard it's covering something that will protect your fall. This one though, where it was the ramp and and all everybody. Every entrance that came to, into Blood and Guts that night walked on this ramp. So it wasn't like it was just going to give away. But it was covered in like metal sheets. And underneath it were clearly cardboard. 
And a crash pad. And a crash pad, yes. So when he fell, you saw him in the middle of the crash pad boxes, whatever, his legs up, the, the metal uh, uh, plates kind of up a little bit, but you saw what was underneath. That angle sucked. Yeah. They could have done so much better in that if they just had a camera behind him, like if he if you're looking at like from ramp angle, ramp angle looking at the ring, and it was just you saw Jericho's head pop up. You could have had that. You, you could have had one that had, was directly underneath MJF, and then all you see is MJF is, throw Jericho out of camera view, right? And then wind up wherever he is, but right. then have a, a larger shot from above there, that shows Jericho in the ruins. There is the so, ruins. Yes, yes. So you could have had so many other angles other than the one where it was directly over Jericho, and you see him laying there. First of all, with his eyes like somewhat open, trying to see like if if people are coming around or for cameras on him. Did we cut? Yeah, yeah. Did we go to black? <laughs> are we are we good? Uh, and then where's people... Dean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So so people, and then all of a sudden, everybody from from the back came, uh, like all the you know executives and whatever came came out and did that spot where they're trying to cover him to see if he was okay. But it was just it, it was a, it was a it wasn't a good look. I'm not taking away from the fact because he and I'll go into what he said as far as he because he fired back at everybody on Twitter, but um, I'm not taking away from the fact that he did the the spot. Mm-hmm. I'm taking away from the fact of how it looked. The the days of Mick Foley jumping on uh, falling onto a table are done. Yeah. So this was going to be your next best option. They could have done this a lot better as far as angles go. That's that's it. Yeah, that's absolutely. It. And um, another thing with the with the cameras yeah. they should have had this be limited commercials now agreed yes granted yeah. they put the picture in picture up it kind of helps them from having to cut the commercial and then just do you know random things until it comes back but people like me and i would assume somewhat of the population not, not a not a, a not a vast majority of them right but a little bit of the people that watch aew might watch it on the TNT app, which they hammer home that you can watch it on there. Yeah. And on the TNT app, they don't offer picture-in-picture. When they cut the commercial, it's a full commercial. Mm. Now, is it less commercials than an actual commercial? Yes. Mm. But, this, you know, you I didn't see Wardlow entering the match. I didn't see the didn't ripping see of the cage. Right. I didn't see MJF on top of the cage. And those were three pretty drastic parts of this whole match. Truth. So why wouldn't you have... Could you have had one commercial for that whole thing? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Limited commercials. Why can they do it on the USA Network for NXT, but they can't do it for WWE? For AEW, they sorry. Do, well, it's, it's funny, too. Ironic and they have done it sometimes. Well, it's ironic that they do picture-in-picture picture for everything else, but they can't do it for this. They did it, though. They did picture-in-picture. Picture. For the whole thing? That f- as far as I know, I every they t- time they went to okay, maybe I, a restaurant quality picture in picture. Yeah, I guess, okay, you're right, you're right. Because I I thought I remembered them going to. But on the commercial. TNT app, they don't offer that. They just cut straight to commercial, and then you got to wait the 90 seconds, you know, 120 seconds until it comes back. Right. So it kind of messes everything up. Right. But you could also see the uh, the blade in Jericho's hand when I, MJF had the. Did not notice that. Now, listen, what do you do? You see an actual blade now. What you do see is M- MJF has Jericho in the uh, salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. 
So, which is just a Fuji bar on bar. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, in his right hand, Jericho is making believe he's going to tap, but because he's got the blade in his hand, he's only got the three fingers up. Right. So he's holding it like he's going to tap, but he's got the blade in his hand. Mm. Could have done something else other than that. Hey, MJF, go to the one that's got the blade in the hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was that was pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. The uh, wall of death spot. There were there were so many spots in this that were just ridiculous. Mm. Do you know what a wall of death is? I do not. If you say, like if a you mosh pit, it, you know what a mosh pit is. Yeah, you just in the circle. Mm-hmm. So a wall of death is something along those lines where you just line up like West Side Story. Right. We just line up neck like cross from each other. Yeah. And then clash in the middle. Oh, okay, that's a wall of death. I, I didn't know that's, that's what it's called. I, that's what I call it. Okay. I don't know. Oh, other so maybe that's why I don't know. That. Maybe that's why I don't know what it's called that because you just called it that. I did have a couple friends in high school uh, who were in the punk scene, uh, and one of them came back with like a, a bloody nose, like a busted nose one day, and he was like, "I got caught in a wall of death at a Flog and Molly concert," and I was like, "Whew, fun." <laughs> Remind me not to go to a Flog and Molly concert anytime soon. <laughs> or with you. Or um, with you, exactly. <laughs> uh, what other any other spots? Uh, just the prison jumpsuits. Yeah, I love that. That, that was, was awesome. That was pretty cool. And also seeing Rikers Island on their backs. Rikers I kind of I got a little back. chills. I was like, Rikers Island on the back. The That's dead, Queens, bro. I love that. Uh, Tony Schiavone got pulled out the dead president's uh, uh, uh thing with. Uh, That's not since, their first time that they're doing. It's that. not the first time, but I, I, I love it when he says it. But though. but hearing Schiavone say it though is very funny. Hearing Tony Schiavone say something about dead presidents and also wearing a diamond studded earring just makes him probably the one of the most gangster 60 year olds i've ever seen in my life <laughs> i love shivani man he, he, he brings back the uh him well J, J, R, jim ross also but shivani brings back the just the memories of wcw and if you want a drinking game by the way yeah i'm, I'm gonna hook you up right now and you're welcome in advance when you watch dynamite you get get line up like a 15 t- 10 to 15 shots Oof. you're gonna take a shot every time shivani says man <laughs> like oh my god man oh look at that spot man oh i can't wait man like anytime he says man take a shot because you will be drunk in the first half hour when sting first came back every time he said it's sting it's sting you would have been ever <laughs> here's another one every time tony shivani seems like a shell of himself from wcw take a shot you're gonna get <laughs> fucked up within the first hour there we go so anytime it's sting or i'm telling you when he says man it's you'll be done you'll be on the floor in five minutes um, Jericho, uh, took to, uh, I think, I believe it was on his, was on his podcast. Uh, so, More than so here's, here's the whole deal with, with that whole spot. And so he, he got back to, uh, people that were bitching and moaning about the, the end there. Um, so talk backstage, uh, well, first of all, the talk backstage in WWE is that blood and guts was a bad look for wrestling. Uh, Chris Jericho's no shit. fall, <laughs> Chris Jericho's fall was also mocked. As many said, he was trying to be uh, Shane McMahon. Uh, and then Talk is Jericho. Uh, gave him best, the sorry, best one to mock it, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, what did she say again? She posted on Twitter a, a gif of, of someone falling into a very, very comfortable bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think someone got back. Or was it Jericho that went back at her? Someone, I don't know. Someone I went back at her. Far. Someone went back at her. Um, he said, uh, we thought, uh, how much of a piece of shit move would it be if the guys do surrender and you throw him off anyway? Throw me off anyway. Uh, and that's where it all came from. So it was a combination of Tony Khan, MJF, and Jericho's idea. And listen, I don't pretend that I want to take crazy stunts, stunt, stunts, bumps. That's what he said. 
I didn't want to take a bump into the thumbtacks in the Ambrose Asylum match. And I didn't really want to take a bump from the top of a cage to the floor. But it was the best thing for the story. What's best for the story? What was best for our angle in the story, considering that we started with blood and guts and didn't finish with it, was this piece of shit. The inner circle was up. They were winning. Everything was great. Until MJF cheated, and then all he had to do uh, left was threatening to kill me because we said, you're going to have to kill us uh, to make a surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he threatened that, Sammy... Sammy uh, did surrender. Uh, the original I, the original plan was for Santana and Ortiz to do that. You're right. Okay. okay. Santana and Ortiz to do that. And yeah. then Santana had the idea for Sammy to do it, which is more of a babyface thing for Sammy. Once again, we're always working together with each other to try and think of the best moments and the best ideas for what's going on with the story and the characters. And that was it. Uh, when it came to actually taking the big bump at Blood and Guts, uh, Jericho admitted uh, admittedly nervous about doing it. Uh, he then addressed the fake, quote, uh, fake accusation that came after the event. Um, he said, I'll be honest with you. I was really, really nervous about doing this all day long. Uh, we thought it was the best way to go for the finish, and I'm not about talk- taking crazy bumps. He said that before. Uh, so a few weeks prior, a month, pri- a month prior, six weeks prior, kind of came up with the idea along with Tony and MJF and said, well, what do we have to do to make this happen? Well, obviously, here's the thing. When you're doing kind of a live stunt show, which is what wrestling is, that's it's kind of true. People use the word fake. That's a word that's very, very unacceptable because that's not something that's ever the case. Obviously, we're telling a story and we know what's going to happen to a certain extent, but it is also a live show with a live element to it. We've seen instances where stunts do go wrong. They go wrong every day. Uh, where they go very wrong. I mean, all you have to do is just think about Owen Hart. Oof. Think about a stunt that went wrong live. True. There is no second take. There's no camera angle take. It's live, and I think that's something that's very unique about pro wrestling. That, and that's in the quote, that I think is wrong. Uh, with all due respect to, to Jericho, I think that's wrong. I think they could have, that camera angle, they could have definitely worked out because they knew what was going to happen. It wasn't like they were just, it was going to be completely covered. Or maybe they did. Maybe they thought that the black tarp was just going to completely cover it, and that would have been the end of it. Maybe just like any other bump that Shane McMahon has taken recently, that when it's on the table, it's just covered. You know, the table's there. It's the 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 pad, uh, the air the air cushion, and you just see black, and that's it. Whereas this, you saw cardboard, so yeah. that it was that was also a bad look to it. Also, so I think they could have worked that out. Uh, there's they they work out camera angles all the time. Hence why when you go to watch a wrestling match and they go for a move, the camera angle changes. It happens every single move. Yeah. It's without fail. It, In WWE, it's every punch. It's every punch. Right, and the camera shakes, and it, it goes insane. Like someone's having a seizure behind the camera. You will never, and in all wrestling, you will never have a, a spot where something happens in a move where the camera doesn't change. That's a camera angle. You're changing the angle for, for viewing. You could have done the same thing with this. So he hit that, that mark on that stage, all you have to show is his feet. He's out. There's no reason to show his face. There's no, you know what he's done. He just fell off a cage. <laughs> That's it. The spot was he fell off the cage. The spot is done. You don't need to show him again other than the fact that MJF is triumphant on the top of the, the cage. Maybe show Guevara, like, they're running to his aid, to Jericho's aid, and that's it. It was just, it was just a bad angle. What does the best friends do when they hug? What does the camera do? It zooms out. In a very fast pace. And why couldn't you do that for this? <laughs> you got to give the people what they want, and then the camera just zooms out. Yeah. I, listen, the match itself, I, I loved. I loved the entire night. I think it was a great night. Um, 
of, especially with building uh, new storylines. I think the Omega thing with with Cassidy will be great. I think Miro cut an amazing promo, probably the best promo I've ever seen him do ever mm. in in any you know WWE and AEW. Um, but it just they seem to have a way, man. They seem to always have a way with taking whatever your main event is, having a great main event. Khan puts a, a great uh, lineup and, and card together. He puts the he, he puts all the matches together where he'll talk to his his people in this situation. Talk to MJF. Talk to Jericho. See what they the input that they have, and they just can't execute that end. Yeah, you know it's happened with <laughs> Revolution. That's that stupid ass bomb, and and it's happening with this. This is all we're talking about. And just like Bully Ray said, Bully Ray said, the Victor Man said, you will always just remember the finish. Yep. That happens at the very end of the match. And the we, only I, thing people remember is the finish. And that's what we're talking about now. We're not talking about the the extent of this great match. We're talking about the spot where he fell and it looked like cardboard. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I give the entire night an A. That the that take take away from that, I give the entire night an A. And uh, it, for, as far as tonight goes, your preview for tonight, we have man, we I, I totally forgot about this. We have uh, Moxie versus uh, Nagata. Yes, um, for the, the first time in twenty years. In twenty years, Nagata uh, back on uh, American television. American television, yeah. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. Um, we have Darby Allen taking on Miro. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Eugene Nagata uh, with John Moxley. Uh, I'm for, pretty sure for the uh, IWGP United States Heavyweight Title. Yes, first time it's it's being defended on, on American US. television. Yeah, look at that. And I'm pretty sure that. John Cena got the STF from Yuji Nagata, from what I've seen. Oh, okay. From like the packages that I've seen that, mm-hmm. that AEW is putting out, it seems like it was somewhat of a ripoff. Um, I'm looking forward to that match and watch him watch him fight. Uh, tag team title, uh, the Young Bucks taking on SCU. And as you mentioned before, it's probably the end of SCU. Yeah. Uh, what else here? Blah, 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 oh, blah. look. A link to being the elite. <laughs> Um, <laughs> TNT match the Darby Allen versus Miro as I mentioned before well, him there in that picture holding his shoulder and uh, let's see here what else what else what else Thunder Rosa is oh, back right. in action we have uh, Thunder Rosa is back we have the Eliminator match with Orange Cassidy taking on Pac mm-hmm. the winner faces uh, Omega at Double or Nothing and I believe what's the coronation? The pinnacle coronation. The pinnacle coronation. So they're they're going to celebrate their win at from uh, Blood and Guts. Uh, every single one of them, except for it seems like except for uh, Wardlow, <laughs> every single every single one of them is a bloody mess. Um, Cody has an announcement, so that should mm. be interesting. And uh, probably be a battle royal. Jade Cargill uh, is going to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Uh, she she went on record uh, saying that uh, China was a uh, huge influence on her. Mm. You see that? Couldn't have couldn't have seen that. One. Not not at all. <laughs> and, uh, I think that's it. And then it's, yeah, as far as uh, new dates, you mentioned that before. Miami, Texas, two in Texas, and uh, live wrestling is back and they're touring again. So I think uh, it, it's it's interesting that they did this first. I th- uh, not saying that I'm not I'm surprised. I just find it interesting that they're doing it first and WWE's not um, as far as getting back on the road. So hopefully this, this leads to, you know, again, normalcy. <laughs> that's, that's all we want. Um, Michael, K made, Michael K made a good point the other day that uh, uh, they were talking about the hockey playoffs 
and uh, they talk about the Islanders and the you, shitty Islanders, the sh- <laughs> shitty Islanders, and they were saying how you still had to have like three feet in between you if you're vaxxed, uh, which would then eliminate the idea of a sellout. And Michael K is like, well, if everybody's vaxxed. Oh, you're saying, I thought you were talking about Michael Cole. Michael I'm like, K. why the fuck is Michael Cole talking Why is Cole he talking, talking about, about this shit? <laughs> Who cares about what he says? Michael K said, if everybody's vaxxed, then why can't it be a sold out crowd? Um, this so Michael K is going to get canceled soon because of that, just like Joe Rogan is. I kind of agreed with that, though. Oh, no, I do, too. But didn't you see Joe Rogan's comments? No. He was like, well, if you have a healthy immune system and you are a healthy human being, why do you have to take the vaccine? Well, that's okay. That's ridiculous. But I'm um, just because you want to eliminate well, yourself like that. Well, that, that's a totally different take. You want it to is. eliminate yourself from getting sick as opposed to if you have the vaccine. He also put young in there. If you're a young, you're young. healthy human being. Well, I mean, I know, I know a ton of young, healthy human beings who got the, the got COVID and died. So there, mm, there's that you know, fun, fun uh, sidebar. All right. I take um, that back. So, so there is that. But. Um, he said that, and then uh, uh, Phil Phil Nevin, the uh, third base coach for the Yankees, and five other people, four other people, uh, got COVID, and he's vaxxed. <laughs> and he's vaxxed. I thought that was a thing that you that you could still get it even though you're vaxxed. Or just like a flu, you can still get the flu even though yeah. you're vaxxed. It's just you don't get it as bad as if you didn't have the flu, as exactly. the vaccine. So I mean, he he he's he's taking you know two weeks off, but. I think the the he said Michael K said that, and then I was like, I'm agreeing with it. And then this report comes out with the Yankees and and five of their their uh, staff getting it, uh, and they're all vaxxed. So I'm like, oh shit. Well, I guess it's that. <laughs> there is there is that idea that if you're you're next to somebody who still might have COVID, even though they're vaccinated, you can still get it. You just won't get it as bad. You forget that New York is probably one of I'm not not one of, but it's on the lower end of uh, size of states, but it's on the higher end of population. So mm-hmm. there's that's that we're working against. This is true. Oh, by the way, uh, I mean Broadway's opening in September. Oh, really? As far as shows, yeah. I, it, I was saying You're six feet apart, have to wear a mask. I'm assuming full house. They're saying full house, like they, in October, hundred percent September. September, yes. 100%. They, they just, Lion King just had a commercial on TV. I was driving from the gym today, and Lion King had a commercial of coming back in September. Hmm. Yeah. Li- Lion King, Wicked, like all these shows. Oh, like, Hamilton. Hamilton. I'm pretty sure I saw yeah, that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they're, everything's coming back in force, man. And so um, I still think that they should have some sort of requirement to be vaxxed if you want to see a show. Um, I don't think that you just keep it to uh, your temperatures below 98. Anyway, digress. Um, and that's our COVID talk. COVID Moving talk. on to SmackDown. Fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so really quick, SmackDown, they did the uh, the throwback edition of SmackDown. The reason why? Because they had a throwback edition of NASCAR on Sunday. So, of course, they have to be shills for Fox. Uh, Which Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. brought back. He restored his dad's uh, Chevy Nova and drove it as the pace car. I know nobody probably hearing this cares about it, but I do because <laughs> yeah. I'm a Dale Earnhardt mark. Actually, this is how much I'm a Dale Earnhardt mark. Hello. Hello there. Look at that sticker right on the jug. Dale, eighty-eight, and a, and a Dale Junior. Dale Junior. Wow. So I've watched NASCAR since Dale was born. Yeah. Um. Why we gotta be cowboys, man? I'm from New York. <laughs> Jesus. That's all I think about when I hear NASCAR. That's what everybody thinks about. It pisses <laughs> me off. I'm better than being pissed on, I guess. <laughs> this is very true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Teddy Long, uh, just amazing. Jimmy Uso is back. Um. And I, I 
do like the idea of where they were going initially with this. I, and I'm, I'm hoping that it still continues this way because he was not uh, not too thrilled with his brothers uh, being a lackey for uh, for Roman Reigns. Yeah, but then he also said that they they were going to bring the SmackDown titles to the family. Not he didn't say that exactly, but he was like. Why can't we also be champions? Something like that. Right. Which is very true. But then that's also just meaning that you're also, you're not saying that you're going to acknowledge him, but you're also saying that you want him as the head and you two as this, as the tag team. Right. You want to be a faction. Be a faction. Yeah. It's weird. I think it's, I, I think they're just going to end up being a faction, but I do like the initial idea. Just like, uh, uh, Jay had to you know, go through it. Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, opposing. An Uso versus Uso match. An Uso. Versus Oos match would be amazing. It would be amazing. They should have that. The problem with that is that because they're twins, whoever does go over, going forward, yeah. you're not going to... Well, they do got different haircuts. They Never did, mind. You could definitely tell. Yeah, now you can. <laughs> Initially, you couldn't, but now you can. Um, so Zara- I think that was the point of leaving Jimmy off for so long. This way, you can tell the two of them apart. <laughs> there you go. Now that Jay's got that Spanish seven haircut, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Jimmy's got the full <laughs> full tell. long hair. You can just tell now. Uh, Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins to earn uh, the Universal Championship match with uh, Roman Reigns. Um, Carmelo defeating Ruby Riot. Carmelo's just way underrated. And I, I don't understand. Well, I, I say that a lot with WWE. I don't understand how you had this whole big push when she initially came back with this new gimmick. Just to be put uh, back in the middle of the card. Um, with her old gimmick. With her old gimmick. <laughs> and uh, she she's very underrated. I, I think she's a, a great wrestler. Um, Moving yeah. forward, the Emelina character does not work, no matter who you put it on. Uh, truth. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Which By, sucks for Eva Marie on Mondays. Uh, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess it's, it's, it's the same, the same, it's the it's same the thing. thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. Your boy Pat McAfee coming back and looking like uh, Vince McMahon. I thought that was hysterical. That was supposed to be on. He shaved his face. <laughs> he shaved his face for the first. He said for the first time in 34 years. Yeah, he is 34. Mm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so he was a baby when he. <laughs> he. It was the first time he ever shaved, is what he said. Uh-huh. That was supposed to be on the broadcast of SmackDown, and they cut it. And that was, I think, the worst thing that they could have done. They should have had it in. They should have kept it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Bianca Belair kicks uh, Bailey's ass. Um, Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio defeated uh, Dolph Ziggler by getting goaded into a match. Into a match—that's <laughs> so weird. Uh, Tamina and Reginald. Uh, <laughs> I, I, why was this match? I don't understand. Move on. I, I don't like this anymore. DQ. It was a DQ. So there's put that on the tally as another DQ match. Uh, they had a ten-man tag match uh, with uh, Corbin, Apollo Crews, Sami Zayn, Otis, and Chad take, taking the win. The best part of this, this whole thing was that they had it was basically like a Royal Rumble uh, uh, promo at the beginning of this, where they they had all five of them, all five bad guys uh, say something to Mike, and then all five good guys say something. But apparently, for the bad guys, it was uh, Apollo Cruz who was the, the leader on the mic, and he gave accolades to everybody. But Sami Zayn, <laughs> so he's like Corbin's uh, uh, royalty and uh, Gable and Otis's strength, and and then just paused and then he kept moving on. And Sami Zayn was like, "Hello." Um, so the, the, you know, Zayn and Cruz at, at some point will will face each other, but uh, they took that win. And then they had the uh, at the end of the night here, where uh, Jimmy basically comes out and he's reluctant to join uh, join them, but then Cesaro just kicked the ever loving shit 
<laughs> out of Reigns and both Usos. And he's kicking the shit out of Uso, out Jay Uso. Jimmy's walking up the ramp, shaking his head, and then he finally turns around and runs back into the ring, only to get his ass kicked. So you just see all three of them lay, he just laid waste to all three of them in the middle of the ring. Yep. Um, Cesaro getting the push uh, that he probably deserves years but ago. But will eventually get squashed on next Sunday. Uh, for Sunday, yeah. Uh, this Sunday. This Sunday, yeah. Sorry, this Sunday. <laughs> Pay-per-view. Um, Respect to Roman Reigns' barber, because that was an amazing fade that he had. Yes. <laughs> that was really good. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw, because I- I've come to the realization, I don't know why, now, just now, I, I should have probably come to the realization when I saw the name of WrestleMania Backlash. This is the laziest yep. that Raw that WWE has ever been in the entire lifespan yep. of WWE. Because you've just basically taken and recycled not only the matches that you've already done at WrestleMania, you've added two matches now with a third person in the storyline. And every single week, you've had the same exact matches every week. And not only you had the same exact matches... This main event for Raw, you're basically, and also for the women, are main events that you had at at uh, at WrestleMania, and now you're putting it on the Raw, the go home show of Raw, going into a pay per view. It makes zero sense. It's lazy. It's la- It makes absolutely no sense, and it's lazy as hell. Um, and you had Oscar fight twice in one night. You had Oscar, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke taking on Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. This ended with well in the middle of the match Alexa Bliss is is you know on the ramp yeah and now she's supposed to be going after Shayna Baszler so so freaking Alexa Bliss is is sitting there and Baszler all of a sudden has this leg twitch and and she's losing it because of magic this is what we're this is what we're doing we're, that's something new i guess this is, well no it's not because we've done this uh, uh I refer to Papa Shango versus Ultimate Warrior. Oh, good point. Um, with Black Sledge. It's not the first time we've, we've done Black Sledge before. Um, this next one I have a very big gripe with. Jinder Mahal is back. and so that, I, I'm okay with Jinder Mahal being back. I'm, I'm okay with Jinder Mahal being back, and I'm also okay with him uh, being flanked by... Uh, 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 Shanky and Shanky Veer. Shanky and Veer, who were... Uh, I should have looked this up before. In NXT. Yes. No? No, God. Oh, Indus Share. Indus Share, thank you. <laughs> I was waiting for you to sell me because there was no way I was going to get that. I thought you were going to try at Not least. No, no, no. I wasn't even going to attempt that. Um, so now that they have this new stable, which is great. Now It's all well and good. We haven't seen Jeff Hardy in weeks. Fan favorite Jeff Hardy. Fan favorite Jeff Hardy. We haven't seen him in weeks. He comes back and he gets completely, absolutely squashed by Jinder Mahal. Yeah, why? Why, why couldn't he have gone against a jobber? Yes, exactly. Or if you want to make him look big, why wouldn't you just have him like as soon as the bell ring hit hit Jeff with his finisher and then like immediately? Yeah. You want to make him look that big, make him look that big. It made absolutely no sense. That being said, after WrestleMania backlash, if Jinder Mahal does not go into a storyline with Drew McIntyre, just regular storyline, no titles involved. I'm, I refuse to watch Raw. I think that would be. Well, a, I don't watch it in the first place. You know. But <laughs> that's a different story. Amazing story if if we get Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre and then full circle. Full and circle. then you sign Heath Slater. Bring, <laughs> yeah, he the, bring the band back together, baby. <laughs> there it is. Um, RK Pro, which uh, I I 
still I love I still tend to love <laughs> say I say I was gonna tend to, I was gonna say I tend to think that they are the best thing on Raw right now since there's nothing else good going That's on. It's just a tongue twister. You can't get that out. Blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> RK Bro and New Day taking on AJ Styles and Omas uh, Elias and uh, Jackson Riker. Uh, so they get the win. Uh, New Day and RK Bro do, but then Randy Orton uh, RKO's New Day <laughs> right in the middle of the ring. And the funny the, the best part of this whole match was. That riddle says, uh, how do you expect to get any friends if <laughs> we keep doing this? Um, and then Randy Orton just walks away. Um, we had, oh, this one here, uh, Sheamus and uh, Humberto Carrillo. Mm-hmm. It stopped via referee stoppage, and we will get to that in a second, but I will want to reference really quickly the uh, promo that Sheamus cut before the match started. So this this is a match that has been going on three weeks straight. You know, the two of them have just been going back and forth, whatever. Sheamus was on the mic before the match started, and he basically he cuts this match, and he's like, why would I want to give a uh, 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 match to anybody? You have to earn the spot. You have to earn the spot. I, basically, they're, they're going to give the spot, the spot to anybody. Hell, we can give the spot to, he, he says, we can give the spot to that guy, Verk, over there, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, he's the, the guy that's, um, that's lost in his, uh, out of his element. Hmm. You give him a, give him a shot. Someone, t- I don't know if someone told him to say that, or if that was on his own. But I love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right now. I love Adnan Verk, ESPN wise. I love his pot. He has a, a uh, cinephile podcast, which is basically he's a huge movie buff. So he just goes in on different movies. That's why you love him for, for the movie stuff. Yeah, exactly. But and he's he's so he's so like his personality is so out there and so like he's just boisterous and fun and he's on like Dan Levitard all the time and. That's why I know him from from Dan Lebertard. He is just not good in the spot. No, I'll, I'll say I'll say this for everybody at home too. For me, it's a no dog. <laughs> I straight up. I don't see how he's going to be uh, any long uh, much life he has left. I as, can't believe Vince McMahon okayed this. Like, do you not just see? I, I know you went you went through a whole on? you went through a whole thing with as we talked about last week with the the uh, Samoa Joe is better than this guy. I know. I know. I know, but you need someone. You need someone at the at the points. And Samoa Joe is not a point guy. He's the color commentator, which is like former wrestlers. That's always the the color guy. Former athletes do color. Well, why you, you could need... you could have Byron Saxon in that spot, but he's a former wrestler. Okay, I, I guess I guess you're right. Listen, I don't know what happened with Todd Phillips. I don't know why they they got rid of him. Um, but Adnan is just he just looks. It's not like he's like as bad as as the worst of all time, Mike Adamley. Um, I, I will say that, but he knows moves. He knows. Bring back Mark Madden. He kn- <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of a color commentator, um, the epitome of one. He uh, he knows moves. He knows history. He obviously is is researched because he he'll talk back on things that have happened in past of other wrestlers. So he knows spots. He knows people. It just it just doesn't sound good. Yeah. Um. So Seamus put him on blast. So he, they didn't make any reference to it, but they just put him on blast. So there was that. Then the match happens, and then at the end of the match, Humberto does this. How do you describe? It? So it's. I think it was a sunset flip. Sunset flip onto the outside of the ring. Yeah. Where Sheamus was was uh, on the, on the apron outside, and he goes to do the sunset flip into like this you know the power bomb move, and he ends up Carrillo does on his butt, lands on his butt, and then Sheamus lands on his leg. Yeah. And you immediately Carrillo. Who I I'm, you know he's been wrestling for years, but it doesn't know. Uh, no one taught him as far as like how to quietly give a I'm um, done signal. 
you see him clearly go like the the cut across his his neck. Like I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. And he's holding. He, he looks like he's holding his ass, but he must have pulled something back there. He could have like listen. Seamus is no small fella. No, he's what, like two seventy. That could have fractured his pelvis. So he did definitely did something. And but so Carrillo is just doing the signal several times, uh, with the camera like right on him. And and Carrillo is looking to the 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 bell table to cut it. And then the referee comes out and calls the match. I think we can all agree the basis of saw, today's show. I'm sorry, you also saw Seamus talk to Carrillo like, and you saw them converse exactly the basis of today's show it's all about the camera angles it really is <laughs> it's all about it and the title it's all about camera angles um yeah just, it's just not a good look uh as far as the end of this match and i, I feel bad because carrillo you know is as buried as he's gotten he didn't need this <laughs> he didn't need to get hurt um in such a weird spot and so you know hopefully he gets he's better or you know it's nothing really bad happened because i didn't see any updates uh, best match of the night, Shelton Benjamin taking on Cedric Alexander. And uh, I found it funny that every time Alexander talked, because he's got this high-pitched voice going on. Um, and uh, he dominated this entire match until Benjamin turned it around and and did like this incredible like reverse powerbomb onto a like, suplex powerbomb onto uh, Alexander to get the win. Uh, we had the rematch with Rhea Ripley and Asuka. Uh, and Rhea Ripley uh, beat Asuka, even though we're going to, again, have this match. Uh, Sunday with a third person involved. Uh, Damian Priest taking on J- John Morrison. Uh, speaking of other botches, Morrison at one point that, you know, does that flying knee, did it right into Damian Priest's face, uh, and see, you can see him say like kind of run over. Referee runs over. You okay? Um, yeah. So <laughs> there was that. Uh, we had another uh, disqualification basically. Um, but I'm sorry, we didn't have a squad. We had a run in at, at the end of the match. Priest wins, but then Miz gets involved. Uh, so now Priest, with, with that win, gets gets the stipulation uh, to uh, basically have a lumberjack match. Uh, so that's what the two of them are going to have. And then we have our WrestleMania rematch, which ended in what? Guess what? A disqualification. Um, mm, because surprising of, because of Strowman uh, basically destroying uh, Bobby Lashley and it made Strowman Heiser. look big. I'll give you that. It did. It did. Um, but I don't see any any change of belts with uh, this match at all. Yeah, no. Um, I think Bobby should pin Drew in the middle of the ring. Once, Well, I mean, Bobby should have... I think the ending of the ma- of the Backlash match should be Bobby having Drew tap out instead of pass out. Mm. Get him away from the title for now. Yeah. Put him in that storyline with Jinder and then take it from there. There you go. So you have two MB. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, just just lazy. Bring back Heath. Bring back Heath. <laughs> just to sign him again. It just lazy. The entire run of Raw. For some reason, SmackDown it, they don't have this this repetitive shit. I understand it's three hours, and you also had two you had two promos for Eva Marie. Not yeah, not yeah. one. You couldn't give that like that thirty second spot to another. Uh, you have all these people in the back. You have more women back there than you know what to do with. You can't. You can't give we did spot. not need two 30-second promos from Eva Marie. The no. 30 seconds could have been for someone else. Get another promo for somebody else, which they did, by the way. I, I, kudos to give him a, a promo to uh, a Lucha House Party. Um, I thought that was great. Yeah, that's the first time they've ever done that. Give, give them a spot. Give them a, a push. Uh, you have... Who, who are the um, who are the men's tag team uh, champs right now? On Raw? On Raw, yeah. Styles and Omos. Right, thank you. So, when so was... Keep them away from that. <laughs> At least, well, but give them a match. Give the, these these tag titles that aren't even being defended. I'll do you one better. Yeah. Speaking of segues, yes, 
Put the Lucha House Party with Legado del Fantasma. <laughs> Keep the masks on them. Right. Don't take don't take their masks off because that's disrespectful. Uh-huh. But make them heels and put them with Legado. There you go. Let's talk about NXT. <laughs> Let's talk about NXT. Um, let's get to yeah. Out of the gate, we had uh, Austin Terry taking on Carrie uh, mm. Cross. Another referee stoppage. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing a pattern. Yeah. Uh, uh, was this legit though? No. As no, far as as far as uh, not. injury, the other one was, um, yeah. So this was ended with a referee stoppage, um, and then I like the end of the match with uh, the the turn of phrase, based not turn of phrase, but the turn um, with uh, Finn Balor now standing with the camera. See camera angles. <laughs> it's all about the camera angle. You cut. They they knew how to do it here. You cut off the right side. You have carrying cross on camera facing the the ramp. And then you you have him turn behind him is Finn Balor standing there. It's the biggest thing in pro wrestling that if you cut off the entranceway, you just pan to somebody's face. You just know what's happening. Somebody's coming out. You just know what's happening. You know exactly what's happening. <laughs> Absolutely. Camera angles. Uh, MSK, uh, love them so much. Taking on Brizango. I thought Brizango was actually going to turn at the end of this because uh, they, they kind of looked uh, disheartened by the loss. They should. And then uh, I, I feel like they're just going to. They're going to turn on and just become heel. Um, they should, but yeah, they should have GYV. I, the Grizzled Young Veterans need to win those fucking tag titles mm. badly, or else there was no reason to bring them over from UK. Very true. Uh, very true. Pete Dunne. Also, side note, GYV does not have anything on the WWE shop. I've looked. I've tried to get something. Nothing. Uh, that that deserves a writing writing to the uh, yes. board of directors there. to Vince McMahon himself. Yeah, himself yes. I'm gonna go knock on 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 Titan Towers and be like, Yo, Vin, <laughs> Vince, the fuck, just scream up, Vince. Yeah, <laughs> I see you. Um, speaking of Vince, by the way, uh, Renee Paquette uh, tried to get her on, get him on her show. Oh, no response. Really, N- zero response whatsoever. Okay, Renee, listen. I don't. I, I don't. You, but you don't think that after years and years and years of of being like a loyal employee for Vince, that he would just kind of turn around and say, like, "You know what? I can't really do it right now." Nothing. Vince doesn't do any interviews. You should know that. No response though. Like, there's no respect to this. I wouldn't this, respond like, to her either. Oh God. Well, okay. No, hang on a second. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. Uh, I would. Me personally, I would respond to her in a heartbeat with heart eyes. You. <laughs> you would. Yes. If I was Vince McMahon, yes. I would be like, you know, I don't do interviews. Damn it. <laughs> okay, and then click. At least, at least he responded. No, I would say that to myself oh, and not me. respond. John and Renee both worked for the company, and there's... And? Okay. Pete Dunne takes on <laughs> Leon Ruff. She barely got John Cena on that. Oh, but it wasn't her podcast. It was the actual interview. Forget I said oh, that. Oh, okay, right. Uh, Pete anyway. Dunne. Pete Dunne. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Pete Dunne taking on Leon Ruff. Uh, referee stoppage. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing a pattern here. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, even though William Regal uh, told him that he could not fight, he did fight, and uh, he... he Got rough into a uh, modified triangle, and then Pete uh, Dunn got fined for that uh, leg slap. Uh, oh yeah, look at that! <laughs> they have the picture online. <laughs> the pictures on the website with the the elbow to Leon Ruff's face with the leg slap. There's a huge, fine. very clear leg slap right huge there. Huge leg slap that is done. Um, one of the two main events of the night, you had uh, Raquel Gonzalez taking on Mercedes Martinez for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, in a very good match, uh, uh, Mercedes Martinez has a, a badonka dunk on her. Yes, um, she does. Put that out there. Yep. Um, <laughs> also, I feel like you have to be, you have to have one in order to be in NXT. I guess so. It's just a pattern. <laughs> so Raquel Gonzalez gets the the win. I love her Tony so much. Storm. Uh, 
next week. Tony Storm uh, taking on Zoe Stark. Um, Raquel Gonzalez gets the win. Rhea Ripley and Bailey. I, Bailey. And I, Sasha Banks. Will, also, <laughs> I could do this forever. I really could. Oh, sure. <laughs> Can we all? Look at that booty. Show me the booty. Give me the booty. I want the booty. Okay. Um, after the match, though, uh, I don't know if anybody realizes on YouTube, Raquel Gonzalez was uh, backstage. Mercedes Martinez comes walking by and says respect hmm. to her. Walks away. Dakota Kai sees this and throws a bitch fit. They are setting up for Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai to break up. They need to. It's about time. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. We have the introduction of Hit Row. I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm all about it. So we have our new uh, faction in uh, NXT. If this was the 90s, it would have been called Murderous Row. Mur- Murder Row. <laughs> Murder's Row. It is now called Hit Row uh, with uh, <laughs> Top Dollar, Ashanti, the Adonis, B-Fab, and Swerve Scott. Um, B-Fab is a hotter Jade Cargill. I'm just going to put that out there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, not as not as big, but she's damn, she's hot. Um, so now we have that new faction in Hit Row. Uh, we had Kyle O'Reilly taking on Oni Lorcan. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly gets the win, but then we have Oni Lorcan and Pete Dunne destroying Kyle O'Reilly until the return of Bobby Fish, and uh, Mister Fish is back and. I like that. I like the fact that there's no since there's nobody in the arena, you can clearly hear what they're saying to each other. Like they just have stories, you know, talking back and forth. And O'Reilly's like, I I'm doing things by myself now. And Bobby Fish, as loud as he possibly can, is like, I I know. Me too. I'll see you down the road. And that was Bobby Fish's return. Okay. On this note, sure. What happened? To Roderick Strong. No, not what happened to Roderick Strong. I well, know what happened to him. He quit. What's going to happen with Roderick Strong? How does the UE story evolve from here? I guess it has to somehow. Because right? it's just Kyle O'Reilly right now. Also, Kyle looks like he's going for a leg slap. I'm just saying. <laughs> a lot of fines tonight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And we also have to get uh, Adam Cole is taking a break right now. But he'll, when he comes back, what are you going to do? So yeah, there's all this all this uh, to be determined stuff, um, and then your main event, which the Kushida taking on Santos Escobar, and a fun fact uh, with Kushida, he said he's the one that brought uh, respect back to the cruiserweight title, not Santos Escobar. He just said it in, a, in an interview this uh, this week. I could somewhat agree with that. Uh, you don't know about yeah. brought respect. Really? If you look at what he... If he said he thinks he brought respect back to the Cruiserweight title, I agree with that. Oh, respect. I was, okay. If he brought eyes back to the Cruiserweight title, <laughs> that's more, different. Let me rephrase that. It was more... Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it was more of the eyes back to part. Okay. Uh, I don't tend to agree with that. I think uh, Santos, for however long he had it... He had it, uh, the, the entirety of COVID. Um, the belt... So he had to. It had to be him. <laughs> it was. Oh, it was always Santos. Um, what do you think about Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai splitting up? I, well, as you said, I think it needs to happen. It does. Yeah. What do you think about Tegan Knox somewhat playing a factor into that? I would love that. Where is she? She. I, I was just looking that up. She was injured late last year. 
She had another knee injury. Right. No, I agree. I know that, but I'm saying it. On January 27th, 2021, she stated that recovery is going very well, but no timetable was given. We are in April now. That's four months. That's almost four months since she gave that interview. Mm. I think she's coming back soon. I hope you're right. Me too. I love being right. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you guess. All right, that's enough. Um, That's it. That we went through. That was two hours of wrestling talk that we just got the entire week. We have... WrestleMania backlash this, this Sunday. The, you know, here's I, I, I will say this again. I have not, in all honesty, myself talking personally, opinion. I have not been disappointed by a WWE pay per view in a very long time. As disappointed as I am in Raw every single damn week, I've not been disappointed in any of their pay per views. Yeah, going back to early last year. Mm-hmm. Even during COVID, they pulled shit out of their ass, literally and figuratively, that it was just uh, amazing to to watch them put it together during COVID when you had no fans. From Dating start- back to the Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah, from, from that Rumble mm-hmm. with McIntyre's win all the way through COVID and the no fan era up until the, uh, 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 Thunderdome and all that stuff, even getting to WrestleMania where they had fans in the arena for the first time. Yeah, I, I, they did a great job. I don't see how this is going to, unless the actual matches are fire, I don't see how seeing something else or something that's maybe different, maybe that'll change it, but you were watching the same things recycled over. So I I feel like, I don't know, I I just, I hope it's good. (laughs) I really do. I really hope it's good. Me uh, too. And that is that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done. I am out. WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, is this Sunday? We have Dynamite tonight, SmackDown Friday, and we will recap everything as we always do next week. Please hit us up on the Twitter with Sunday Slam Show. Uh, tell your friends, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate our numbers continuing to rise and people listening more and more because uh, we do this for you. And so we thank you. Anything else before we head on out of this uh, this thing? We call like, a show. like every good Instagram model knows, mm-hmm. it's all about the angles, baby. It, it really is. Uh, the moral of the story today is just take take good angles, everybody. Yeah, that is it. And we are out, guys. Thank you so much. Till next week. Peace out. Peace. The Sons of Slam podcast.